We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is up, Grinders? Holden Kushner and Eric Crane doing a little Yahoo Tournament edition today. I just learned that Crane's down in Carbondale, home of the Southern Illinois Salukis. First time we've worked together, but my goodness, if you got if you're down at SIU and you got a little baby, we got a lot to come. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the only thing is we're both sober, so we're actually nothing like everybody else in Carbondale. Uh, we're gonna get sober. Everybody just over there. You're sober. No, you're. <laughs> Yeah. You're so wasted. Oh my god. <laughs> We're gonna do a tournament lineup. <laughs> How you doing? It's good to work with you. Yeah, you too, man. And I am quite sober today. I, I myself am hanging out with the kids. So I asked them a whole bunch of questions about who we should start today. And uh they're gonna be on fire, I'm gonna tell you right now. We got good. a big we got big slate. We do have a game that's already postponed, though. We got the Orioles and the White Sox. That game is done because of weather there's a couple other games that are definitely in jeopardy because of weather as well especially down there in kansas city and i want to remind everybody you can get your questions in uh like and subscribe on our youtube channel which is roto grinders youtube channel we'll get some questions from there as well so eric i'm just looking at the slate tons of games a couple will probably be chopped off i like the fact that the white Sox orioles game is gone uh makes a little easier decision process but my goodness it's all about pitching. I'm just looking up and down. There's so much pitching tonight. And on Yahoo, you got to have, you got to have numbers from your two starting pitchers. So what do you think? What's the strategy, strategery for tonight? Well, you know, I mean, I think you have to start with Trevor Bauer, obviously facing Miami there. I mean, just one of the worst offenses in recent memory, you know, and plus it's a ballpark 
upgrade for Bauer as far as pitching goes. And I'm looking at a guy like Trevor Bauer and I say, right, where's the downside? I'm not really sure I see it against Miami. And if you're spinning up, that's who you're spinning up for. Obviously, Blake Snell. Uh, I'm ignoring Blake Snell. Like, it's with the weather that's going on down there in Kansas City, I'd be stunned if the game played. Yeah, he's a stud. He's not going to be a stud for me tonight. I don't think he's going to be a stud for anybody tonight. But you see a lot of these options, like right around the $50 range. Herman Marquez, tough matchup at Milwaukee. Luis Castillo, he's a fine matchup. But, boy, I just struggle to pay that price for Luis Castillo. Garrett Cole, great pitcher, tough matchup. Zach Grinke, that actually might be one of the better plays just because, I mean, the Yankees right now are rostering a double-A offense. You know, there are a number of guys down here that I think you could play. I also think there are some cheap options. Let's just scroll down here. A guy like, I think, Sandy Alcantara on the other side of the Miami-Cleveland game. Is he great? No, but Cleveland, that offense is also just atrocious. Alcantara, while the mat, you know, he did not throw it all that well against Cleveland in his last matchup. It's still a guy who's is unlikely to be a ton of runs here. He does have a little bit of strikeout upside. And I think Alcantara's fine if you want to save a little bit of money. Well, a couple things I want to get into as far as the strategy then, because you're paying $61, 61 out of your $200 budget for Trevor Bauer. We got our projected ownership here sitting at 25% right now. You love the matchup. You love the stuff. I mean, Bauer's got a 28% K rate. The uh, Marlins strike out 27.5% of the time. So, I mean, this matches up where it's going to be a double digit K night, but $61. There's got to be pivots down there. I know you talked about Blake Snell and, you know, for $2 less, I'll take Trevor Bauer. But if you wanted to pivot from that, he's still really expensive. He's probably going to be under 5% owned, Blake Snell. Well, uh, the problem is that game's probably not going to play. That's one of the games that Roth has. I think it's it's orange, red, right? It's something just like silly. I'm There are those four games we talked about weather earlier that I'm just pretending don't insist. Okay, what are those? You know, yeah, like, like on, especially on a 15-game slate, I like doing that. Pittsburgh and Texas looks really ugly. Roth has Tampa, Kansas City is red, orange. And anytime the R word is involved, I'm just done. I, I don't mess around with it. So I, normally I would love Snell here. If this, if the, if I knew this game was going to play, I actually might play Snell before Bauer. But since I don't think the game's going to play, I just don't see a reason to do it. It's just, it, it, there are just too many options to risk it tonight, I think. All right. So you go down from 61 to Herman Marquez. Uh, Herman Marquez has been really good at home too in Coors yeah. Field. He's on the road. He's 51 bucks. Colorado at Milwaukee. Still, I, I have not heard anything about Christian Yelich yet. If Yelich is gone, I definitely bumping up Marquez mm-hmm. a little bit more. Um, I don't know if the ceiling is going to be as high as guys like Luis Castillo or Granky, like you said, or Garrett Cole. But Herman Marquez, is he a tournament play? Is he just a tournament player? Could you use him in cash too? No, I'm not messing with Marquez and Cash. I'm probably going with Bauer and then just kind of finding whoever else fits after that. But, you know, a guy like Marquez, he's not as good against lefties. And you look at this matchup with the Milwaukee Brewers, we see Christian Yelich. Again, not lineup's not out yet, but potentially for Yelich, Moustakis, Grandal, Shaw. That is a lot of lefty power against Marquez. And again, Marquez, he keeps the ball on the ground a lot, 50 or 47% ground ball rate. But he's just not... <laughs> It's so hard for me to play Marquez tonight because I'm almost for sure playing Bauer. And if you play Marquez and Bauer, then all of a sudden you're left at $11 per play. And it's just, that's awfully tough to make work on Yahoo. Okay. And then we'll go down to $50. Luis Castillo has some of the nastiest stuff out there. I mean, it it really is a lot of fun watching him pitch. Who's he going up against tonight? The Mets. He's on the road against the Mets. They've got a sub four. Seems like half the teams 
are well over four tonight as far as their um, predicted runs. You, you look at St. Louis and Washington, yeah. I mean, my, my goodness. But then you look at Cincinnati and the Mets. Vargas is pitching for the Mets. That's going to be a disaster. I love the Cincinnati offense tonight. But uh, the Mets going up against Castillo. This is an interest, interesting spot at 50 bucks because I personally think that Cole is going to be more popular than Luis Castillo. This might be a guy that I actually pay up for a little bit. If I'm looking at my SP1, I'm not completely opposed to him whatsoever. Yeah, you know, I think that I would just rather play Cole. You mentioned the match with the Mets. It's really weird because everybody loves the Reds offense, right? Everybody loves the Reds offense today. Mm-hmm. Everybody, oh, the team, you know, even though the team total is not there, it's a pick em game. Like, it, this is really weird because it's a total of eight in a pick em game. I like, I mean, I like Castillo fine, but 24% strikeout rate for Castillo and the, uh, this lineup for the best strikes out of the 20% clip. You take a look over at Houston, whereas Garrett Cole has a 35% strikeout rate. And the Twins lineup strike out of the 21% clip. I think that the upside and the floor, honestly, is just more for Garrett Cole. So I'm going to side with him despite the tougher matchup. Yeah, what's Cole striking out? 36%. But that's an interesting matchup, man. The the Twins offense might be the best in baseball right now. I mean, they lead in OPS. They're up there slugging everything, getting on base. They do strike out a lot, though. We want strikeouts. We're talking about a dominant pitcher. But, man, I think – People might be sleeping on this Twins offense. If you have yeah, really they're pretty good. They're great. Yeah. I mean, top to bottom, they can just crush you. And um, listen, I like Cole, too, because of the strikeouts. But this, I don't think I'm going to be overweight on him whatsoever. I'm, I actually might cut back a little bit because I'm afraid of the Twins. Yeah, see, the thing is with the Twins, like you look at the top lineup. All right, Kepler, Polanco, Nelly Cruz, Rosario. All right, those guys are all phenomenal. All of ISOs, 200 or plus strikeout rates, you know, Kepler, Polanco, Rosario, all strike out 17% or less of the time, Cruz is at 21%. Then you get to the bottom of this lineup, though, and there are just so many strikeouts for Cole. CJ Crone, 24%. Jonathan Scope, 24%. Adrianza, 21%. Jason Castro, 30%. Byron Buxton, 25.5%. I mean, the thing with Cole, yeah, I know that the Twins' top four is a lot better than you're typically going to find, but those bottom five, man, they're just – is there some power? Yes. Is Garrett Cole probably going to give up a home run or two? Yeah, probably. I don't care because I think he's going to have over 10 strikeouts tonight. So that's what I'm going to be loading up. Wow. On. 10 Ks. Can you, can you pair Cole up with Bauer and still make a team, make a lineup? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's the same with Marquez. You would have uh, you'd have 11 per play. Obviously you're going to have to find some value. We're going to kind of take a look there and see what we can find, but I mean, can you do it? Yes. Is it tough to do also? Yes, it really is. I mean, Peraz is just sticking out at me again at eight bucks, but we'll get to the offenses in just a little bit. All right, then there's Grinky, who surprisingly is averaging seven Ks over his last five starts. He's going up against the Yankees team. This is going to be in a National League park. That team is just stripped down offensively. I guess what if they stick LeMahieu in there, he's not going to be the DH. I don't know what they're going to do with him. 50 bucks, Zach Grinky. We have him at 5% ownership here, projected ownership. So that might be a terrific way to go in a tournament. Yeah, I think a tournament, Grinky, is really interesting. I mean, just looking at this Yankees lineup, so many people are banged up right now. DJ LeMahieu expected to return today. He'll play second base with the Yankees. But again, implied total under four. Grinky has been pretty darn good. The strikeout rate's at 24%. The Yankees lineup strikeout rate's about 22%. And Again, bottom of the order, it's going to be really rough for the Yankees, especially, like you said, no DH. 
that is a big deal. And um, yeah, I think Grinky in tournaments is really interesting. I would rather play Grinky than Luis Castillo. Grinky over Luis Castillo. Yeah. And then, I mean, you look at Castillo, where are we at with Castillo? 50? So they're all there. They're all this. Basically, Marquez is 51, yeah. Castillo, Cole, and Grinky are all 50. You got, they're the same tier there. Yeah. I mean, I, I would rank the pitchers over on Yahoo today Bauer, Cole, Grinky, Castillo. Okay. Very good. Uh, Cole Hamels on the road at Seattle. Walker Bueller, who has not been the same guy this year as we saw uh, last year. And then Chris Paddock. This will be interesting. Christopher Paddock going up against an Atlanta offense. NCR is out tonight. He tweaked a hamstring, but this offense is in Atlanta still crushes the baseball. Uh, Hamels, Bueller, Paddock, any interest there? No. <laughs> yeah, I guess Walker Bueller. I guess Walker Bueller would be the guy that you'd have to really look at in San Francisco. I'm done playing hitters in this park. I'm just finished. Like I, I tried it the other night. Every time I've tried it, I've never been happy afterwards. It screws me. It screws me. Um, the problem with Bueller, I mean, look at these innings. He's only gone over six innings one time in three starts this year. Um, look, the matchup's great from a run prevention strikeout standpoint. It's really good. The problem is you're not saving all that much going from a cold or a grinky down to Bueller. You're only saving four bucks. So I just don't see what the point would be is to go down to Bueller. Um, Cole Hamels, I'm not picking on Seattle with the lefty. Yeah, I, I'm also not finding that Cole Hamels at 35 years old is suddenly good again. That's a little bit weird of a uh, thought. Chris Paddock, I'm, I'm really torn on because some people, some really smart people that I trust really like his game. You know, 30% strikeout rate this year. You know, walking 8% of guys. Pretty darn reasonable um, batted ball profile as far as ground balls go. The problem is 45% fly balls, 43% hard contact. I actually think the Braves could be one of the sneaky stacks on this slate. And one of the reasons is I, I tend not to like pitchers that only throw two pitches, <laughs> you know, the, and look, I know that he throws gas still walk rate at 8%. Paddock throws a fastball and a changeup. He about 10% of the time will throw a curveball. That's it. And against the Braves offense that is just really freaking good. I mean, he's still giving up 43% fly balls, 43% hard contact against lefties, 48% fly balls, 43% hard contact against righties. I would honestly rather stack up the Braves than play Chris Paddock. Stack up the Braves rather than play Chris Paddock. I mean, the fastball is some nasty stuff, but I'm not as worried about Chris Paddock either. I'm just, I'm looking at the K prop here. Paddock's at five and a half. Bueller's at five and a half. You know, actually, if you're into betting, please listen to my podcast on the Roto Grinder Sports Betting with, uh, ah, come on, I'm going to show it with uh, Thomas Casale. Bueller is Bueller's had more than five Ks one time this year in those four starts. And he hit eight one time. I kind of like the under on Walker Bueller, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I mean, it's, you're, it's really difficult to one take the over because it's not like some of these guys, like Cole Hamels, if he's throwing well, he's going to go seven or eight innings. Garrett Cole, same thing. Walker Bueller, we've seen this time and time again with the Dodgers. Unless your name Clayton Kershaw and it was, you know, and it's 2016, you're not getting more than six innings out of these guys. So, yeah. So to me, I just, I never play these guys. And look, sometimes they throw that 95 pitch gym where they get six and a half innings, zero runs, 10 strikeouts. And I lose those nights. That just happens. But to me, Bueller's one of those guys that I just don't see a reason to play him. Dude, there are so many pitchers tonight. My God. Yeah. So then we get to Vince Velasquez and Julio Tehran. Velasquez has some uh, strikeout potential there. Velasquez sitting at $40. Then you drop down to that next tier. Just a real quick word on Velasquez. 
I think I think he's gonna be pretty popular tonight just yeah. because of the strikeout upside, the matchup there. I to tell you the truth, you want to go SP two with Velasquez. I've got no problem with it going up against Detroit. Yeah, you can always play. You know, it's like the uh, the American League's Miami Marlins. Like you can always just play pitchers against these guys. Big favorite, minus one ninety favorite in the game with eight and a half run total. So I think Velasquez is fine. I think Tehran is interesting. I really like he's somebody, really. Yeah, he's somebody that's always struggled with lefties, right? Uh-huh. I mean, it's been the same thing year in and year out for Julio Tehran. And listen, I mean, here are the lefties for the San Diego Padres tonight: Greg Garcia, Eric Hosmer, Mejia, uh, Francisco Mejia. That's the list. None of those guys. Yes, I know Greg Garcia hit a home run a couple days ago. Good on you, Greg, former Cardinal. Love you, buddy. Eric Hosmer was not a former Cardinal because he did not sign with St. Louis. Love you, too, for not signing with St. Louis. And he is not somebody that scares me either. I mean, it's Toronto's been really good throughout his career against righties. And I know he's somebody that we've always picked on a lot. You know, 27% strikeout to righties for Toronto. That's a huge number. Now you throw it in there with the lineup in San Diego that strikes out 23% of the time at a five-buck saving. I would just rather play Julio Tehran tonight. I, I honestly don't even think it's close at 35 bucks. Yeah, and uh, again, the K-prop there is six and a half, same as Velasquez. Yeah. He struck out six, what, five times this year? So Tehran really not known as a K-pitcher recently. He's, he's gotten that up quite a bit this year. Good matchup for him. Yeah, and, you know, I know we were talking about a lot of these stud pitchers. It would not surprise me to see Velasquez and Julio Tehran score with some of these studs. Like, would it shock me if Tehran outscored, you know, somebody like German Marquez? No. Luis Castillo? No, really wouldn't. I don't see a need to pay. You know, I know we were looking at our screen right now where we're looking at some of these stud pitchers like Colin Bauer. I don't see even reason to go up to two of these studs unless you're just doing it to be contrarian, which is always, especially in baseball, that's always fine if there's some cheap offenses you like. But to me, I just don't see a reason to go up to those guys. I would rather play Bauer and Julio, goal and goal. I'm still in hockey mode, man. Cole and Julio. And, and just your, blues are, your Blues are in it, baby. They got a chance to make a run. That's okay. They're already making a run. It's, uh, it's good times. Oh, settle down. One round does not constitute a run. Okay. One and a half runs. One and a half rounds. <laughs> not even a half yet call me when they're uh, halfway through the second period all right so listen as we move along and i, lo- I love the strategy there are, we- are you gonna lock in lock in your first pitcher lock in your first pitcher i mean i'll throw him bauer like there's just so little downside with Trevor bauer yeah okay. i'll put bauer in there because i can't see your joint on me but don't worry about that so then got- you, went, you went down to 33 you liked alcantara tell me about alcantara tonight yeah, you know, the more I look at the pricing, I can't play Alcantara ahead of Julio Toronto. On DraftKings, like where he's 6100 bucks, roll the dice, absolutely. But on Yahoo, I just don't need to do that. Uh, Julio at $35 is such an elite value. I don't really see the need to play Alcantara. If you want to play a guy, like if you need the 4 bucks or something, mm-hmm. I would suggest getting to a pitcher. Rick Forcello, he can screw us again, right? Uh, every not so- me i yeah somebody puts rick Persalo in your lineup you're like not this time uh, no kind of not, same not thing. yeah like it's i understand like wanting to play him and i'm sure they're going to be out there people out there who want to play rick Porcello. the dude just gets rocked man like every single and if you watch him it, it's he's just not getting dinked and dunked like i I, I'm just not messed with Purcell. I'm trying to find anybody down here cheaper. Griffin Canning, 
I know some of the uh, some of the guys that I know over at Baseball Perspectives like him. How much is he? Because I don't even see him down here. I was looking for thirty-one him. bucks. That's why I didn't see him. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of yeah. I mean, he was he projects at about a strikeout an inning guy. Mm-hmm. Big favorite against Toronto. Good weather for pitching over there. Toronto. You know, they they got no hit by David Hess almost. I mean, this is just not a good offense. Well, real yeah. quick on Canning, Eric, because he had his three starts. He was up in Salt Lake. So the PCL is a very tough place to pitch. Yep, hitter uh, friendly, for sure. Rock there all the time. My my issue with that was he had 80 – he didn't go past 83 pitches in any of those three minor league starts. But they just sent him down to Arizona to get 90 pitches. So I do wonder if he's going to if he's gonna push between 85 and 90 tonight. I think that's okay. We're talking about a strikeout pitcher. My personal philosophy is if you've got a big prospect, he comes up, he can strike guys out. He has the advantage because the hitters haven't seen him yet. That's just me. Um, I think Canning is is fine in a GPP, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I, oh, I absolutely agree. I, the more I think about it, I would rather play Canning over Alcantara or definitely Porcello. You know, Kirk D's in the chat. He says the one thing about Porcello, he crushes when you don't expect him to, which is 100% true. So congrats on your perfect game tonight, Rick Porcello, but it's not going to be <laughs> that dude. Every time I watch him, I just want to cry because he's always on my lineups. And again, not this time, Satan. Now you're off my, you're off my roster, kid. Satan, huh? He's Satan. That's really mean. I mean, he is when he's on my lineups. I mean, I'm not using that, uh, not using that terminology for poor Rick Porcello. I mean, the guy did uh, steal a Cy Young award. So, you know, and it was stolen too. If you I want, mean, yeah, go on. Sorry about that. I was going to say the guy hasn't given up. He's given up at least two runs in every start this year. You know, he hasn't struck out more than five. He hasn't thrown over hundred, 98 pitches is his pitch ceiling. You know, the last two outings have been fine. One was against Detroit. So that doesn't really count because mm-hmm. you can play anybody against Detroit. I just, I don't know. I'm not messing with Porcello, man. Here's what I love. You know, Kirkwood usually does this show. That's fine. I, this is actually a lot of fun work with you. I hope he doesn't come back. But he's sitting here on the chat. I mean, he's sitting on the chat here. Come on, Kirk. All you got to do is come on, join us here. Stop with the chat. He's, got a, he's tending to the dog, man. I got a dog that's sick, too. I mean, come on. No, I, feel, I love Phil. We did fo- third football season. Me and Kirkwood did show. Phil sitting in his lap. I've questioned sometimes why he's smiling so much, but you never know. All right, so who are we locking in there at SP2? You know, right now it's Julio. You know, the more I think about it with that $35, Julio Tehran, you know, you're still looking at about 13 bucks per player. And, of course, that's kind of what we're going to have to look at. Who could we play? And I'm kind of glancing at the Yahoo pricing right now. It's gotten a little bit tighter than I realized yep. because it's, uh, it used to kind of be play everybody. People complain, and now people are complaining because it's too tight. You know, it's, people just like the wine. We're going to need some 7 and $8 dudes. Yeah, absolutely. I know you mentioned uh, Peraza. He's definitely somebody that I'll be interested in yep. against Jason Vargas, a guy that allows steals. Um, yeah, no, I think there are a number of options that we'll kind of look at. We'll find them. We'll find us uh, some value hold. We're going to move on to the offense here. Before we do that, Sharp Side Contest still running, presented by FanDuel. You can build your streak string to get as many winning picks as you can. It's free with the Sharp Side app. Swipe as many. With the props, hit lock on one that you feel most comfortable with. On your lock picks, um, you can select another one the next day if you want. So two more winning lock bets in a row. Your streak is started. Earn FanDuel credit. Be the user with the longest active streak in the end. And uh, May 2nd, giving away. You're, we're awarding a $1,000 FanDuel credit. $1,000. Free money. It's your last shot, dudes. $1,000. This is the big one. So I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah 
All right. So number two, let's see here. Moving on to, to hitter. Catcher today, my man. Catcher. So real quick, just looking at the offenses that I like. Um, I know there's a little mini stack with the Pirates. If that uh, Pittsburgh-Texas game goes on, Polanco really does stand out. Uh, maybe Francisco Cervelli as well. Um, Adrian, Adrian Simpson is a disaster. A 5-2-7 X-FIP, 40.7 fastball percent. I mean, he's just going to get rocked tonight if uh, they end up playing that game. I hope that game doesn't go. Why? Because you just want to avoid it all together? Yeah, because it's just like, if that Texas game goes, how do you play any other game? It's an 11-run total. Guys are relatively cheap. I mean, you can play Odor for 8 bucks. You can play, um, you know, these Pittsburgh guys have been so bad for so long. They're all cheap. You can get Fraser for 14 Melky for 12 Polanco for 16 Moran for 11 Like, all these guys are just so cheap. I mean, it's I, I really hope the game doesn't go because then all of a sudden – Ownership's going to flow to one place, which on one hand, I want to say, no, that's great for tournaments. Okay, now I can go ahead and play, you know, all these different spots and they'll be unowned. On the other hand, I say, I would say, how the hell can you not play this game? Because it's just too good of a spot. Um, you've never worked me before. I am a master of production. Uh, Devin knows this. So I've got some breaking news. That breaking is Yelich is out tonight. All right. So that changes things a little bit, right? I mean, I don't mind attacking the Brewers as much when Yelich is out. That's, I know that's just super high thought, but I mean, listen, Yelich is out. That's a big boost. Yeah, no, I, I get it's a big boost. Uh, but even with that being the case, I just still cannot play Marquez over Cole, over Grinky, even. Like, it's, I get it. I just don't see a reason to play, get off those two guys. Okay. Um, do you want to fill in catcher? What spot do you want to go to first? We, I, we can start at catcher. That's all right. All right. I'll, I'll have to find one. You know, it's, yeah. are, well, we gonna, are we treating this as if the uh, Texas Pirates game doesn't exist? I think we need to do that because if the Pirates-Texas game just exists, we would throw Cervelli in there. Okay. They'll be hitting six, but I don't think it's going to go. So, Can I recommend a cheap catcher for you? Of course. I love targeting Jason Vargas. Kurt Casale's nine bucks. Yeah. He's hitting fifth tonight. That's my guy. I'm going to be playing some Kurt Casale. It's not, I'm not expecting too much, but I think that the upside is there in a GPP for nine bucks. I have no problem. Yeah. I mean, I think Kurt Casale's fine. I, I obviously get the feeling that you like the Reds a lot. Uh, the Reds I like are a couple of Reds. I like a mini stack because I think that lineup stinks for the, for the whole part. There's just three guys that like Peraza, Suarez, and Irvin. Yeah, you know, it's in Puig. You're not going to – this little Puig, he's not going to go home? I'm not feeling great about Puig, no. I, I mean, I'm ground balls these days. You know, the thing is, and I, I just want to make sure you guys in the chat know this, like the Reds are everybody's sneaky stack. I've, I've heard multiple people today talking about the Reds as the stack that nobody's going to go to. And meanwhile, it's a pick em game. Luis Castillo is barely favored over Jason Vargas. Vegas is telling us this is not really a situation you even want to mask with. So – to me, I'm not – I. my first instinct was, hey, I'm going to play the Reds against Jason Vargas. All right, great. It's it's so – you know, it's – I'm telling you, that was everybody's first instinct tonight. Mm -hmm. And at all the contextual stuff, the weather, wind's blowing in, it's cool enough there. Vegas, pick them game. In a game with one of the lowest totals on the slate. I mean, there's just a lot of things. Ownership. Bet the over. Yeah, I mean, that's my way to do it. Yeah, I have no problem with that. But, um, yeah, I just 
these spots that I think are going to be a little more popular than maybe the contextual stuff is letting us know, I'm just personally going to avoid. And it's look at Mike Kilby because again, like I said, my first thought on this slate was, hey, I'm stacking up the Reds. Yeah, chat says I'm playing who whatever Crane doesn't like. Tough but fair. So play the Reds. Play yeah. Peraza, Suarez, Irvin, and Casale. I'm listen. I'm not advocating a four man stack from the Reds. Okay. What I am doing is you can get salary relief against a horrible pitcher. A couple of guys that match up. I think Casale and and uh, Peraza match up. I think Irvin's kind of a deep sleeper. If you wanted to pay up for Suarez, got no problem with that. But Casale and Peraza to me are the two guys I save on. Where would you like to go to ca- at catcher? I think Casale's fine. I mean, if we're, you know, in, if we're talking cash games, if we're talking tournaments, I just kind of go with whatever team I'm stacking up. All right, if, let's get rid of them then. All right. I mean, I think Kurt Suzuki is really interesting. I, lo- I like this Cardinals-Nationals game a lot. Bro. Okay. Really high total, pretty much a pick game. Two pitchers that just are not good with Adam Wainwright and Annabelle Sanchez. I mean, the guys – look, it's going to be tough to fit too many of these bats in because mm-hmm. you're definitely going to have to uh, save some money somewhere. But, you know, you look at the Nationals, the Nationals offense, you can get Matt Adams, seven bucks, Kurt Suzuki, eight bucks. That is a nice little one-two stack. And I think you can kind of mix and match with some of these guys from the Cardinals and make that mini stack work. But I think Kurt Suzuki is really interesting today. I think we should lock in Adams, too. I mean, it's a matter of time before he goes with a couple bombs in a game. He just crushes right-handed pitching. Yeah. And Man, uh, man. oh, man, everybody in the chat, Bobby Suarez, Kurt Suarez. Kwame Praza, like, oh, everybody's just, I mean, falling over themselves to love on this. It's the Reds. This is like, wow. okay. I mean, look, uh, Kirkwood's even saying Suarez doesn't play. Didn't Kirkwood win like $7.8 million on Jeopardy yesterday or something? He's, yes, he's that, bragging that about good. how much money he won. Yes. Listen, uh, I'm telling you, Benny Fish is coming after you, Kirkwood. Don't be bragging about all the stuff. That Now they know where you live. They're coming after you, dude. And Phil ain't big enough to protect you. I was going to say, don't worry. Phil's got his back. No, he, he's, still, he's too little of a dog. Even when he's healthy, I'm not afraid of him. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so uh, Suzuki at catcher, first base now. Yeah, I mean, if you need value, Matt Adams is the guy. You know, he's, he's minimum price. Like, it's just you don't find many minimum price cleanup hitters in games with the highest total on the slate. Um, I'm going to make a recommendation to okay. it. Um, and it's interesting because when you live in a certain town, you follow the team a little bit more. The Rockies have been crushing the last uh, three weeks. And I like them on the road too. They, I've been on them a lot lately. They're going up against Yuli Shasin, uh 36% fly ball, 36% hard hit against lefties. That's Murphy. Dahl and Blackman. I want to. Yeah. I'm going to sprinkle in some Rockies tonight. I like them a lot. Well, I got bad news for you because Blackman is not in the lineup tonight. No. Yep. Sorry. Did they just take him out. Uh, oh, I mean, I, I'm looking at the updated lineup right now. It's got Dahl, Story, Murphy, Arenado, McMahon, Desmond, Tapia, Walters, Marquez. Tapia's been doing some stuff too. All right. So Murphy and Dahl to me are. I'm going to cross Blackman off my list. That's too bad. What does he need a day off for? We're sitting here in April. Come on, dude. I dude, I'm with you. Like, what is that with these guys taking days off? It's Back in my day, they played 174 games. Yeah. All right. Man up, Charlie. God, Back everybody's just dethroating Suarez. Man. Like, it's... I love the Suarez tonight. You, God, how popular is Suarez going to be? And look, I get it. It's Jason Vargas. Suarez hits lefties. I fully understand why. But you guys really want to play a freaking 30% owned Suarez for 20 bucks? 
Not in a GPP, no. Nah, not in a GPP. Kids have fun with that. I'm not I gonna. Mean, I, I like it, but not in a GPP. I'm not there. Um, I am with you on Murphy, by the way. Like these uh, Rockies lefties, Dahl Murphy McMahon is really cheap over on Yahoo as well. Just eleven bucks over there. Yeah, Murphy's oh, yeah. fifteen bucks. He's not gonna kill you. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I mean. You can definitely go with like a mini Rocky stack over here, and I think it's fine. Um, the problem, of course, is this Brewers bullpen. If if hey, I don't know if Hater's available. I haven't looked at that um yet. But if Hater's not available, great spot. If Hater's available, it's just that's death to those guys. But yeah, against Shasin, a guy that's always struggled with lefties, Dahl, Murphy, McMahon, they're all in play. Yeah, McMahon too. Let me throw him down. So we filled out our, our catcher with Suzuki. Are we going Adams, or do you want to go elsewhere first? I mean. One of the things I like to do when I'm building these lineups is I just go for, I, I start building with the value and then I upgrade from there. And you're not going to find a better value at first base than Matt Adams. Um, let's we'll throw him in right now. And again, we can always adjust this. We can. Yeah. It's yep. possible. It is. We got Especially. a long time before lock. <laughs> we, we do have a long time before lock. Um, second base is the next one we'll just go right down and if you feel like you want to go somewhere else by all means let's do it but Peraza's sitting there leading off against Vargas I know you hate the Reds tonight they're going to be awful but I don't hate the Reds I mean you hate Suarez you hate the Reds you hate this game no runs are being scored can you at least give a little love to Peraza at the price point against one of the worst pitchers in the history of the world like you're not going to play Traxel bad you're not going to play your the boy in your backyard, Ryan McMahon. It's eleven bucks. I mean, that's three dollars, dude. We can always go back and switch it out. But if three. you want to, you want to hammer McMahon, let's go. Let's throw let's throw McMahon in there. All right, all right. Doing a little wow. Yuli Chassin. I do love the rocks tonight, so I'm with you. I can't complain on that. All right, third, third base. All right, I'm pulling up third base right now. I got to take a look so at this. So lock him. You're locking in Eugenio uh, Suarez, right? I mean, I've already talked about this Cardinals Nationals game. Matt Carpenter is just sixteen bucks. That's too cheap for Carp. I mean, there there are. And Bobby made the comment in the chat. He says there's no way Suarez is going to be thirty percent just because there are a whole lot of third baseman out there, and there are. Jose Ramirez is twelve bucks. Like you talk about value, it's not really going to get better value than that. Like there are a lot of really cheap third basemen as well. We mentioned Jose. Um, Ramirez, 12 bucks. Mm-hmm. Matt Carpenter, 16 bucks. We just scroll down here. Uh, let's see. Bregman, I don't, I don't know what to do. I have no idea what to do with the Astros tonight, by the way. Why? No idea. They're, Cause they're playing Michael Pineda and he has just been a pinata all year, but like, Oh, but a yeah, I'll be here. That always. was awesome. Yeah, it wasn't. I'm actually embarrassed for that was a dad joke. You would not have said that a year ago. (laughs) I would would not have told that joke a year ago. It just wouldn't have been appropriate. (laughs) 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 But um, yeah, I mean, with these third basemen, you know, Mike Moustakis against Herman Marquez, I think is a little interesting though. He's not going to be owned Uh at all. Uh, You know, Colin Moran, if that game goes 11 bucks, like look, if that game goes, and you're not building if you're not stacking it, mm-hmm. or if you're, if you're stacking this game, you can't fade Moran. He's 11 bucks in a game with the highest total hitting fifth. Like you just can't fade him if that game goes. Again, I don't think that uh, that game goes. But yeah, Kirk Dees is all over the Astros, so, and I get it. I, I I have no idea what to do with the Astros. It's really awkward for me because normally I stack them every night, and this time I'm just like, oh god, that team, man. I just don't know. Um, if you want to go really unowned, and I mean really unowned, 
Mm-hmm. Chris Bryan at 18 bucks against Felix Hernandez is kind of interesting. The problem is that it's a tough team to stack up. Rizzo's 19, Javi Baez is 24, uh, David Bodie, who's, you know, Bodie the Goaty, if you want to call him that. He'll be four, he's 14 bucks. Didn't want to. Yeah, okay. Well, that's your loss. I want to do that. Yeah, Wilson Contreras is 19 bucks. You know, a lot of these Cubs are really expensive, but I think Chris Bryant <laughs> is really interesting as like a kind of one off tournament play if you want to go there. But if you're talking pure value, yeah. Jose Ramirez for like 12 bucks, man. Like, I know, I know he hasn't been good. I know he started off the year cold, but it's Jose Ramirez for twelve bucks. Like, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna put him in. We'll fill it out later. We'll fix. Uh, don't it. we need to leave two spots open? For what? <laughs> for this? Yeah. Here, okay, we'll take out Jose Ramirez. Yeah, let's just leave that alone. That's All gross. Right. Third base is gross. We gave some options for the for the fit. So that's pretty good. And then shortstop. I mean, now we're now we're getting a little bit of craziness here over at shortstop. Um, you're not sure what to do with the Astros tonight, so we can yeah. kind of move down there. Where are we sitting at? We're sitting at about 16 per, and basically, if you use the guy we are just talking about, maybe you're sitting there at about $17. We could save that for the outfield. Any, uh, any value here at the shortstop position tonight? Shortstop yeah. sucks. Ronnie Rodriguez. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, typically on a – like at a position like this, if I just think the whole position stinks, mm-hmm. I honestly, I try and pay up and just get the guy who's going to score the most points. Like I don't okay. really worry about value all that much. And I mean, I, I'm find me a good shortstop play. I can't find one. I mean, Lindor leading off, I suppose, you know, at 17 bucks out. I think he's probably the best value, even though he's a little expensive, mm-hmm. you know, Javi Baez at 24, I think is a really solid play tonight. I do like the Cubs tonight. I, I mean, who else? I'm not paying 13 bucks for Ronnie Rodriguez. What I don't know. Correa. Man, he's a dude. He just like, I don't know if he's hurt or what, but he's just been one of those guys that he's just not been. I don't know. This whole Astros game is kind of blah for me this year, you know, and it's, it's bad for me because I keep playing them, but I mean, it's uh, very, very blah. I think that's the word I used to describe the Astros. Yeah. I guess um, Lindor would be kind of the guy that I'm looking at here as far as a value goes. I don't love Cleveland tonight. You know, it's kind of like earlier I was talking about, I just don't really try and play guys in that San Francisco park. It's sort of the same uh-huh. thing at Miami. But if we're talking pure value, I think Lindor is really interesting. You know, I don't mind Bogarts tonight either. I don't mind the whole Red Sox, uh, a little stack there with the Red Sox. I do wonder how um, – how popular they are going to be tonight. We got them just under 10% ownership. Bogart really? in that matchup. Yeah. That surprises me. Why does that surprise you? It's because one of the highest team totals out. I think once, and when I say once as if it's a foregone conclusion, but if the Pittsburgh Rangers game gets canceled, I think we're going to see the Reds ownership go way up. I think we're yeah. going to see Boston ownership go way up. I think we'll see ownership for the Cardinals and Nationals go way up. Those will be the teams that I think will be most, you know, you know, will get the most ownership increase. You know, some of these other teams, like these late night, it's a really interesting late slate, by the way, mm-hmm. with, um, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens in this late slate because you've got Walker Bueller, you've got Zach Greenkey, Griffin Canning. I think all these guys are viable. Bueller's kind of the guy that I'm fading, which is terrifying because I hate fading pitchers in that park. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, I think it's, it kind of depends what happened because, like you said, Ellis Andrews, if that Rangers game plays, I think he's fine. Um, 
Cole Tucker, he's right now slated to hit ninth, Mm -hmm. but he's one of the top prospects for the Pittsburgh Pirates. If he plays, I will be wanting to have some Cole Tucker, even if he's hitting ninth, just because nobody's going to play him. Yeah, he's hit ninth at Texas, so we'll see if they play tonight. But um, shortstop sucks. We'll just say that. Shortstop sucks. And, you know, the chat says, just play Javi. I have no problem with that. Like, is for Javi Bison. Bucks? Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's, it's Javi or Lindor, and you get Javi in a much better situation than Lindor. I would, this is kind of a position I'd just rather pay up. Like, if you play Javi here, you're still at 13 bucks per player, and we can certainly find some value in the outfield. That's one of the things on Yahoo. There's always outfield value. So I would actually rather just spend up on shortstop, know that I'm going to be getting something from either Javi Baez or Francisco Lindor. This would also be a position, by the way, that if I was stacking tonight, this, you know, I usually say this with catcher, shortstop would be one of those positions I'm just going to make sure is involved in one of my uh, stacks. Mm, okay, very good. Um, also, make sure to hit us up. We got some more chat on our YouTube page. So like and subscribe there. And I think Devin's going to throw some questions up there in just a couple of minutes. Outfield, uh, again, I just go back to the Reds. You're not on the Reds. If you want some right-handed power against a horrible pitcher, yeah, Vargas, Philip Irvin sitting there batting six tonight, not guaranteeing a home run. I am saying that's a little bit of salary relief, and it's a, it's a good spot for him to be in there. And I bet you the ownership is, well, we say it's going to be about 1%. Nobody's going to be on Philip Irvin. No, nobody I – mean, that's normal. Nobody really plays Philip Urban. And there's a reason why? Yeah, no, I mean, he's – look, he's fine. Like, I don't – I don't have not much of an opinion on Philip Urban at all. Okay. These Brave guys are way too cheap. Ronald Acuna is 17 bucks. I mean, what? yeah, I mean, this is the guy that we've been paying 25 bucks for over on yeah. Yahoo. Like, that's just way too cheap for Acuna. I think he – look, I and I know that the match against Chris Paddock is an elite, but – I. I don't know. I would rather just with a guy that cheap, I'm just going to take the talent. Like I, and Acuna is obviously one of the most talented guys out there. I know you're talking about David Dahl. I do like him a lot tonight mm-hmm. against Jacin. Um, great ballpark, obviously not a ballpark upgrade, but still a great ballpark. Should get five at bats against the Brewers tonight. Uh, let's see who else do we have over here? You know, the Texas Rangers, Pittsburgh Pirates guys, the Pirates outfield are all too cheap. Polanco, 16 bucks, Marte, 16 bucks. Uh, Melky Cabrera, twelve bucks. I mean, you could play Melky. That's that's how dumb the slate is. You can play Melky Cabrera. Um, yeah, they're just. They're Everything obviously... lines up for Polanco tonight if they play, though. Yes, I mean, like the stars have aligned. Everything is perfect for Polanco. Yeah, uh, looks like we've got another game that's been canceled. The Tampa Bay Kansas City game is PPD, which th- that was one of the ones we were expecting. That one was red on the old Roth scale. So, bye bye Blake Snell tonight, which um. Like I said, I was treating that as if it didn't exist anyways. Okay. So, yeah, we weren't even talking about them. So, uh, where are we in the outfield? Uh, you got Lacacuna in there, 17 bucks. Yeah, it's just it's just too cheap for somebody that good. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, we're sitting about $12 left. I, do you want – what was Dahl? I want to say Dahl was 20 bucks. 20 bucks, $20. All right, let's throw David Dahl in there. Okay, and that leaves two spots open. So, we're perfect. Yeah, at least two – at $8 – per spot in you out there you can figure out what to do with those last two spots hmm. let's get some questions in there let's get some qqs let's go and fire up the questions do you have the chat up 
I got the chat up. I don't have the YouTube chat up, though. Oh, that's okay. Nobody actually does the YouTube chat. We're all scared to go down that dark alley. Oh, well, Kirk, I mean, Kirkwood's taking everything from us. Stop it, Kirkwood. Go to sleep, take a nap or something. I don't know. Get get out of there. It's more of like <laughs> opinion. Hey, Crane, your Suarez source is the same as the Kupika source. <laughs> that's funny. Did you like Brooks yeah. Kupika a whole bunch? No, it's – um. Bruce Kepka's swing was broken. They, I, I, I know people who know a lot of the high-end golfers, and I told people to have zero Brooks Kepka, and he finished second in the uh, Masters. So what are you going to do? Sometimes, are you, are you worried about the wind on the other side of Houston? The wind? The wind. I'm worried about the weather. I'm worried about the wind blowing in. It's about 10 miles an hour. I'm worried that it's cold up there in Minnesota. I'm worried that the Astros have just taken it to me every time I've tried to play. Like I'm worried about so much. And I know, I, I know how this story goes that I talk myself out of the Astros in a really good spot against a pitcher who's been awful. And they go off for 15 runs. I've seen this movie before. I don't like this movie, but I keep going back to it. So it's just, I, I don't know. I, I I'm terrified of fading the Astros and I'm also terrified of playing them. Can you throw them in a multi-entry GPP? Absolutely, of course. Throw them in there. Have a, just uh, cover yourself on that. Anyone <laughs> excited about stacking against a chalky Tehran? You know, I get it. The problem is, like, we want lefties against Julio Tehran. And are, am I going to get excited about playing Greg Garcia, Eric Hosmer, and Francisco Mejia? No, no, I'm not. So that's just uh, – I get the overall idea when we talk about stacking into the Toronto. I don't think this is it. I think Julio has a, throws a gem tonight. I like. I know you do a lot of the sports betting stuff. I really like betting the Braves in this game. You like betting the Braves? Okay. Um, this is from what YouTube? Yes. Quick question: Pittsburgh stack? Question mark? Yeah. If I'm the just game looking goes at, look at the numbers, Eric. I'm just telling you right now. The guys I like: Polanco, Bell, and Cervelli, and I really don't feel comfortable about the rest of that team. No, I mean it's look. I mean Moran's just too cheap at eleven bucks. Like Colin Moran, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's hitting fifth. Yeah, right. you, but I mean the problem is, I don't think this game's gonna play. All you right. know, if, if if you if look Pittsburgh's fine as a stack, they're the second highest team total on the whole slate. Uh, the problem is if the game doesn't play, I'm gonna be. It's a really interesting tournament night because if you're willing to wait it out, all right. Let's just say that. Okay, now I, you know you're sitting around saying, "Okay, I want to stack this game up," and you do it. If the game gets called, where else are you going to go? You know, because look at the games that start after it. There's no real excitement. You know, Ray, Royals game canceled. The Diamondbacks, CC Stabathia. I don't like to stack against the Yankees because they have such an elite bullpen. The Dodgers and Giants, nope, not messing in that ballpark. The Angels against Clay Buchholz, I suppose, but then. Well, you know, the Cubs against uh, Felix Hernandez, I guess that's where you're going to go. So it's just, it's really weird. I wish that game was one of the first ones on the slate because then if it gets canceled, you have the whole slew of games to choose from. As it is, though, like, I'm just going to treat the game. I'm cautiously treating it as if it doesn't exist right now. And in within the next two hours and 25 minutes, that could completely change. But right now, that's where I'm at. Uh, generic wants to know how bad of an idea is Bauer and Alcantara in cash. Oh, uh, play Bauer. Don't play Alcantara in cash. He's um, I, I I'm off like over on Yahoo. I don't really see a need to play Alcantara at all. Just play. Uh, Did we like Tehran for two dollars yeah. more? 
Yeah, exactly. You just play Julio. I would rather play Rick Porcello at $2 cheaper than Sandy Alcantara. And you guys know I hate Rick Porcello. So, yeah, to me, like, to me, the cash build, if you're, you know, spinning up for Bauer, then save some money with Julio Tehran. Um, New York Jets, twelve fifty. What's up, buddy? Quick question. Is your favorite strategy? What is your favorite strategy approaching a qualifier tonight? Yeah, I mean, you, you better be stacking an under-owned team. And, you know, that's one of the nice things that we have with Roto-Grinders, with the Roto-Grinders premium package. You can kind of see where a lot of that ownership is going to go. Um, you know, some of the – I already mentioned, I think the Braves are an incredibly sneaky team at these prices. Again, Chris Paddock, he has been really good. He was a double-A pitcher last year. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was a strikeout double-A pitcher. He throws two pitches. This Braves team is really, really good. They're also patient. 8% walk rate for Chris Paddock, which is above average. I like the Braves. It's kind of an under-the-radar stack. If you want to win one of those qualifiers, unless you're talking about one of like the $800 buy-ins with 50 people in, and I get the feeling that you're not, if you're like if it's like a $15 buy-in or you got to beat 1,000 people, you got to do something a little crazy a lot of the time. And I think the Braves could be really interesting for a tournament like that. I love snark and stupid questions. Uh, go six or 76. Could Luke Cornette beat Giannis in the All-Star Weekend Skills Competition? No doubt about it. It's um, unbelievable how much hate Giannis gets now. <laughs> it's just, yeah, He's, he's going to be the first MVP to get booed. Like, yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable like, how, how public sentiment has changed after a week and a half. It's, fair-weathered. You're all fair-weathered. Um, Rhino, 223-223. Best, cheapest SP2 for a GPP. I guess cheapish. We go back to what Tehran again? Yeah, it, it would still be Julio Tehran for me. Yeah, um, I'm, not, I'm not completely opposed. Again, mo- this is multi multi uh, entry here, but you want to go cheap with Griffin Canning? Yeah, Griffin Griffin Canning's the other option for me. In fact, like in tournaments, it's you know if I'm not paying up for two guys, it's some mix of uh, Bauer, Cole, and Grinky, and then saving money with Tehran or Griffin Canning. That, that's those are, those are the five pitchers I would use on Yahoo. I'm not messing with the other stuff. You're not even bothering with it. All right. Um, that's it. That's what we got right now. Cool. Pittsburgh, oh, here we go. Pittsburgh, Texas, super chalk. You can pass. There's a lot more questions. I just went up. Quick question. Anyone um, on canning? He was a stud in AAA. So again, and this is what we were talking about. A very small sample size, three starts at AAA. So last year he had, you know, a couple of levels. He did a wonderful job. He's got a little over a strikeout per inning. 83 pitches was his max. They stretched him out to 90 down in Arizona. So I, I I think the upside would be capped because of the pitch count because he's not getting to 100. We'll see how efficient he is. But I think this kid could do some damage with that matchup in five innings. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, my I have a buddy that works in scouting, and he, this is what he said. He says there's one person in our company, Slack, that really likes him a lot. It projects for about a one strikeout per inning guy for this season. So, I mean, that's, and again, at his price tag, it's 31 bucks. If you want to get off Julio Tehran, who I suspect will get a little bit of traction as the day goes on. I think canning's really interesting. Uh, Josh Donaldson is scratched by the way. So Donaldson is gone too. So they don't have Enciarte or Donaldson. Nope. That is interesting. Cause now we're talking about two pretty big pieces out of their line. I mean, this team still has Albies, Freeman, Acuna, Mark Kakis, uh, they're probably going to have Johan Camargo come in there, and I think he's good. Even Brian McCann has been, like, not terrible. So, That's still two pieces that are down. So if you were if you were thinking about going up against the Braves, I guess it gets a little bump. I'm not. 
Yeah, I'm not one of those guys. And I'm glad you found Acuna. That was a great value. Yeah, he's he's just too cheap. Um, let's see here. I got on real late. Did anyone like Velasquez? Meh. He's fine. I mean, he, the if I if I was gonna add a sixth pitcher to my list, he would be it. Okay. You know, Six. forty bucks. Yeah, he's cheap. Again, you know, the Tigers. They're the Marlins of the uh, American League. You can just play any pitcher against them. And by the way, Detroit is losing their DH, which is, you know, that's not really all that impressive because it's Detroit. But, um, I mean, who's not in the lineup? John Hicks? I don't know who normally – you know, I know Miggy usually DHs for him. He, so, no, John Hicks tonight. Oh, no. Anything. I mean, this Detroit lineup sucks. Like, Candelario, Casti, Miggy, uh, Nico Goodrum, Ronnie Rodriguez, Grayson Griner, that's – Apparently a real person, not somebody that was made up on MLB The Show. And Jacoby Jones. I mean, this is just thanks, uh, man. Jacoby Jones. Yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling great about that. Um my goodness. Uh, somebody's asked me about the money line on one of these games. And Raves, baby. Well, right when I get off here, I'm just gonna start digging really hard. So Lariton wants uh, what's your favorite money line play tonight? I actually like a game total, and um, I like the game total a lot. I mean, that Cleveland-Miami game is at what, like six and a half? I think the over is at under. I'm standing at seven, but it might have moved. Seven? Yeah. Seven? Yeah, I mean, Bauer's going to crush them. Alcantara's not that bad. That's my under. That's my play right now. Again, I'm going to dig into it a little bit later on. I'm doing a pod with Caselli tonight, but, yeah, that's what I'm looking at. That's the one that pops off to me with Bauer pitching. And you actually got me a little bit more onto Alcantara, even though you went backwards on him. Yeah, you know, you know I, I, on DraftKings where I need the savings, mm-hmm. I think Alcantara is a really solid play. Over on Yahoo, I don't need the savings with Alcantara, so I'm not playing him on Yahoo. It's a site-specific play. Yeah. Um, stacks. We only got a couple minutes left here. Any stacks that really stand out to you? The Reds are going to be popular in all likelihood. I know you're not the big Reds guy. If Pirates in Texas play, the Pirates are going to be popular. Anything on the Rangers? We really haven't even talked about the Rangers. Very yeah, much if, the, because- if the game goes, you can stack this way 10 different ways and it would be fine. 10 I different mean, ways. Yeah, yeah. Like you could just stack this whole game up and I would have no problem with that. You know, Joey Gallo hitting six, he's 23 bucks. But I mean, two nine, the Rangers side is a little bit more expensive than the Pirates side. But again, it's, it's an 11-run total. There's no other totals over nine and a half. Like, yeah. you can just stack this game up 10 different ways and feel pretty good about it. The problem is, if the game goes, that's going to be an incredibly popular strategy. There was a question about Griffin Canning, and, yeah, we do like we do like him. I mean, I, th- I think he has a solid outing tonight. I really do. Again, David Hess nearly no-hit the Blue Jays. Yeah, I can see five innings out of Canning yeah. in six Ks. I got no problem with that, well, especially I'd... if you're trying to jam uh, Bauer in there. Yeah. And at his price, if you get five innings, maybe you get a win, five strikeouts, give up a run or two, you're feeling fine. Yes, you are. So, and, and again, before we get to a couple, uh, let's do the stacks and we'll get to the weather and other things. Red Sox, you think they're going to get bumped up if that Texas uh, Pirates game is out? Yeah, they would have to. I mean, they've got one of the higher implied totals out there. Aaron Brooks, he was bad at, thro- bad at throwing a football for the Saints. I, he's no better at pitching a baseball for the Athletics. Um, I think Boston's are really they're they're fine. Like, and plus, I just coming off a big game, and every everybody's been stacking Boston and getting pissed about it because they haven't done anything all year. Yesterday, they put up it was eight runs last I saw. I don't know what the end what the total ended up being, but uh, yeah, Boston's fine. If you like, really under the radar for me, Atlanta and Houston, those would be the two teams I would focus Atlanta on. And, Houston, and I'm just 
I'm going back to the Rockies lefties, man. I don't know what's going on with Blackman. I don't know why he's sitting today. It doesn't make sense to me against a guy that gets crushed by lefties. Maybe it's just scheduled for a while. Maybe he's you know a little bit banged up, but Murphy, Dahl, McMahon. We discussed this earlier. I'm just a little Rockies mini stack there, two or three of those guys. And uh, I'll be, I'm not going to say I'm overweight on them, but I'll definitely have shares of those guys tonight. I will not be forgetting about the Rocks. Yeah, no, I, I, I think Colorado's perfectly fine. Like, Shasin's always one of the easiest guys to find guys against, you know, mm-hmm. find hitters against. You play the good lefties, you ignore everybody else. It's the same thing every time. Um, and then as far as the injuries go, so it is Enciarte and Donaldson out for the Braves. I don't, I don't have an updated lineup. Here, I just, I just refresh. Let me see okay. if I can grab Apparently one. his calf is bothering him again. So that's a little concerning that it's in there. That it's sore. Yeah, Marte is back. He's, uh, he's going to be in the lineup tonight. Okay. It looks like it is not out yet. Who's going to replace Josh Donaldson out there? Okay. Sterling Marte, if the game goes, is hitting second tonight. And then two games canceled, Orioles, White Sox. And then the Royals game has been canceled too, right? Uh, the yeah, the the Royals, Tampa, and the Orioles, White Sox. Right. So those are the two games, and uh, and that's it. Um, real quick from YouTube on our on our YouTube page, make sure you like and subscribe. Marquez or Bueller? I'm still on Marquez. I'm just not seeing the strikeout upside with Bueller yet. Between those two, I would play Cole and Grinky. Don't play. Yeah, I, I would prefer Marquez between the two of them, but especially on Yahoo at these prices, Colin Grinke, they're just better plays. All right, don't forget, everybody, we got the Sharp Side Street Contest presented by FanDuel. Um, just string together as many locks as you can with the Sharp Side app if you haven't already gotten it. Uh, you want to lock on the one that you feel the most comfortable with, so you swipe and then you lock. Let's say you feel great about the game total from one of these baseball games, swipe and lock. Then you can make a second pick once you get to two. Your streak starts, and guess what? May second, you'll be streaking, and you'll get a one thousand dollar Fanduel credit if you're better than everybody else. That is sensational. That's good. Free money, man. Like, don't don't be turning down free money. None of us are that rich. Go get some money. Um, Last one, quick question: Brewers or Cards stack? You can't answer. Oh, give me the Cards, man. Yeah, there you go. St. Louis Cardinals, St. Louis Blues. It's a good day. It's a good week, good month, good year. to be. They got any other sports teams there? How are the Rams doing these days? Uh... <laughs> Show's over anyways. <laughs> well, listen, it's the first and last time I worked with Crane. I had a great time until the last minute of the show, and it was completely my fault. Devin. Tell the guy I'm sorry. I really enjoyed working with him today, but totally, he, he just bolted for me. All right, I'll close it. Bye, everybody. And, and Devin, make sure Crane knows I like him a lot. He's a great guy. I was just busting. <laughs> <laughs>
everyone, welcome to another edition of Turd Ferguson the Monkey Knife Fight. Guys, if you haven't seen this before, I'm giving you five of my favorite props over on Monkey Knife Fight. If you haven't signed up for it yet, sign up using the promo code GRINDERS. Get a free 100% deposit bonus up to your first $50. That's free money. All you got to do is play through it, and the money is yours. And I'm giving you all the picks, so you don't even have to do research. All you got to do is play them and rake in the money. Again, five of my favorite props over there, including my late-night dagger, which features a two-out-of-two rapid-fire in the Dodgers game. All right, guys, let's get to my level one prop here. It is a two-out-of-three rapid-fire in the Philly game. All right, so first off, we have Cabrera versus Castellanos. Honestly, both these guys have similar numbers since the beginning of last year here. Castellanos sitting at a nice little 344 Woba, and Cabrera, nice little 338. So pretty close, both going up against Velasquez. Not expected to be a whole lot of runs scored by Detroit in this game. A little bit over a 3.5 implied team total here. So the most likely scenario is neither of them end up with a run or an RBI. So you take the guy with the tiebreaker, who's almost as good of a hitter as Castellanos here. Likely neither of them are going to end up with one. And if Castellanos does get a run, likely the Cabrera is the guy that hit him in. So just roll with Cabrera. Next up, Segura versus Real Muto here. Real simple for me. I'm going Segura. Real Muto is the better hitter here, but Segura owns the tiebreaker with total bases. So 331 Woba for Segura compared to 372 for Real Muto. But Segura's probably batting in the two hole here. Likely means that he could end up with an extra at bat in this one here. Go with Segura. Next up, Hoskins versus Harper. Total bases. Hoskins is the greatest player of all time. Very clearly going up against Harper here. I'm taking Hoskins. Both of them similar numbers since the beginning of last year versus righties. Hoskins sitting at a 392 Woba. Harper sitting at a 393. Hoskins has been hotter this year. If you believe in that, I certainly do. I'm taking Hoskins. Next up, we have my level two prop, which is a two out of three rapid fire in the Cleveland game. All right, so first we have Bauer versus Sandy here. Sandy getting four and a half Ks, don't care. Last time that he played Cleveland, which was his last start, he ended up with two strikeouts. Today, we could see something similar, but regardless, Bauer going up against a huge strikeout Miami team, and he is going to crush them. Bauer, 30% K rate since beginning of last year, goes later into the games. Miami, 25.3% K rate. On the other side, Sandy sitting at a terrible 19% K rate, going up against a team that only strikes out 20% of the time. They're at full strength. Lindor's back in the lineup. You go with Bauer here. Next up, Lindor versus Ramirez. Ramirez is the better hitter, but it's not by a drastic amount. I know he had a big year last year, but he's due for a little bit of regression, and I'm just rolling with Lindor here. Very simple. A runs RBI is very volatile category, so go with Lindor. Next up, Martin versus Castro. Total bases. Martin has the platoon split, split going up against Sandy. Castro does not have the platoon split going up against Bauer. Much harder matchup for Castro, and he's not getting the tiebreaker. Martin, probably the better hitter than Castro. You just roll with Martin the entire way and don't even think twice. It's a free split. Next up, we have my level three prop, which is a two out of two rapid fire in the Boston game. Now, first, we have Porcello versus Brooks. 
Porcello is the slightly better strikeout guy than Brooks, but that's not just the reason why I'm taking him. Even though he's giving up 1.5 Ks here, Porcello doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. Either does Brooks, but Brooks is getting a lot of balls in play, a lot of fly balls, a decent amount of hard contact, and is going up against Boston here. Decent chance he gets beat around here a little bit. Balls are going to be flying all over the place and probably leaving the yard a decent amount. Boston with a 5.7 implied team total. Brooks may get yanked early here, and if not, he's going to have so many guys on bases. He's not going to have a huge chance to strike out, guys. Both teams have a similar K rate, but I'm rolling with Porcello because he's more likely to be in the game later. Next up, Chapman versus Davis. Chapman actually has better numbers since the beginning of last year than Davis does. Slightly less power, but Chapman's getting the tiebreaker here. I'm going with Chapman. He is just the better option when you consider the tiebreaker. Probably the better option if you don't even consider the tiebreaker. All right, next up we have my level four prop, which is a two out of two over under in the Texas game. Now this game, going to be a whole bunch of runs. Great, great hitting weather here. Samson going up against Lyles. Lyles the better pitcher, but it's an 11 total right now. That's just way too high for me to consider any pitcher here, and the batters are going to crush. So Bell over 1.5 hits plus walks here. He's probably going to end up with two hits and maybe a walk here. I don't know, but the ball is going to be put in play very often, and it could leave the yard. He's going to end up with two hits, a hit and a walk, something in that scenario. He's going to hit the over pretty easily. Next up, Odor going versus Lyles. A little bit tougher matchup than Bell going against Samson, but still should crush here. Only needs two total bases, a double, two singles, a home run, a triple. Any of these can get here, and he will. It's real simple to me. 1.5 total bases, way too low of a over-under to be set for him. Has a platoon split, should crush here, should get a bomb, should get a double, should get one of those two to take the over. All right, guys, last up, we have my late night dagger. But before we get to that, don't forget to like and subscribe over on YouTube and leave any of your favorite props or any questions you have on these props that I'm giving you. I'll try and get to them as soon as I can. But now let's get to my late night dagger. It's a two out of two rapid fire in the Dodgers game. All right, so Bueller versus Pomerant. Real simple with me. I'm rolling with Bueller. Much better pitcher than Pomerant. Pomerantz does have a decent K rate this year, but looking all the way back to last year, 27.2% K rate for Bueller versus a 20% K rate for Pomerantz going up against a very tough Dodgers team. So I'm rolling with Bueller. He might go later into the games. Pomerantz can oftentimes walks a whole lot of guys. So you roll with Bueller and you move on. Next up, Turner versus Kike. Turner, not great this year, but like, historically, he's a very good hitter versus lefties. Absolutely crushes lefties. So does Kike. But Turner is just a better overall hitter. 394 Woba since the beginning of last year versus lefties. And you're getting the tiebreaker on a volatile category in runs slash RBIs. There's only seven total runs projected to be scored in this game. So most likely scenario is neither of these guys end up with one. But the more likely scenario is that Turner does in any case. Kike, probably leading off here, has an ability to get hit in by Turner. So if that happens, pretty much a wash there. And Turner has better hitters behind him and in front of him. So go with Turner and move on. 
right, guys. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed the video. Hope you win all your props. Hope we rake in all the money here. Good luck. We'll be back again later this week. We'll be back next week giving you this free money over on Monkey Knife. I'm out of here. See you, kids. It's time to find out who's the sharpest better on the SharpSide app. We are excited to roll out SharpSide Streak Contest presented by FanDuel. All you have to do is build your streak by stringing together as many winning picks as you can all for free on the SharpSide mobile app. Swipe as many picks as you want from a variety of player props and game lines. If you see the lock icon after you swipe, that means it's time to lock that bet in to be your favorite swiped pick. Remember, only one lock pick can be made at a given time, so choose wisely. Once that lock bet resolves, you're eligible to select another locked pick. Two or more winning lock bets in a row, and you start your streak. The best thing of all, you can earn FanDuel credit by being the user with the longest active streak at the end of our milestone dates. We'll be giving away $2,000 in FanDuel credit all the way through May 2nd. To show how sharp you are and play for free, be sure to download the SharpSide app, available for iOS and Android. It's the SharpSide Streak Contest presented by FanDuel. And remember, you always want to be on the sharp side. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
<laughs> What's going on, Rotor Grinders? Dean here. That's Dean, 7904 if you want to get all technical. I'm here. It's 503 on the dots. Yeah, sure, I suppose. 203 on the West Coast, 403 Tennessee time. It's, of course, we just time for the flagship show here at Rotor Grinders. It is called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today is one Travis Van Gogh. You might remember him from such things as the Sharps. Oh, there, Van Gogh. Not, nothing much, man. Just uh, enjoying life over here uh, in New Jersey. Uh, ventured off to the uh, the beach, so uh, that's why I got this little uh, attire on, looking good for you, Dino, and uh, ready to do a show, man. It's been a while, so excited to talk some MLB. I mean, you said it was for me, but I, w- I was asking for suns out, guns out, so we're being honest. So like, you, you have like a whole uh, hoodie going on, but the, you know, you, you got the Bernie Lomax looking, the weekend of Bernie style. We can't even tell if you're alive or not with those hats and the sunglasses and but I see you got a little, um, still some lotion on your nose. I'm not sure if you, you got, you rub it all in or no. Yeah, I got, I got it in enough. And Dean, maybe, you know, that's a little bit of a tease for the people, right? Uh, that's what they call a tease in this industry. Maybe the shirt comes off throughout the show, Dean. Maybe that's how it goes. You, when you get to the beach, you don't go with the shirt off. You walk with the shirt on and then shirt comes off. So there you go. Yeah. Cardi was on the show yesterday and he had at least one, potentially two buttons on buttons. So it- but I don't really know how, yeah, yours is either on or is there no undershirt? We're not rocking an undershirt of any sort? Of any sort? We'll have to find out as the show goes on. <laughs> well, I mean, we are giving a premium peek to the, to the people later on the show. Normally it's premium rotor stuff, but uh, I guess if you want to classify it, this is premium, I suppose you can. But uh, there you go. Anyway, I, let's leave it up in the chat to this side. But uh, you're, you're currently in the Jersey Shore. You're rocking out to, are you in the Jersey Shore? Or where are we at? Yeah, we're Jersey Shore, man, uh, down uh, Long Beach Island. Uh, it's, it's good times over here, man. Best, best beach in the world. How's that sound? You're hanging out with um, Snooky, and I, I'm trying to think of the rest of them. Mike, is there a Mike? Is he still in jail? Is that, wasn't there a Mike? Uh, Who's the rest yeah, of the Jersey? Yeah. Dude, Mike, Mike the Situation, Vinny, sure. pa- DJ Pauly D, the crew, man. <laughs> and but you hang out with those guys, I presume, right? Eh, not really. But let me guess, you've never seen that show, Dean, I'm, I'm assuming? I've, I mean, I've seen it like, you know, I've never sought it out, but like, it's unfortunate. Some things just kind of in your face, you, you can't help but like notice them. Like, I, I wish I didn't know who Snooki was, but that information happens to be in my brain. I love it for it to be replaced like by, you know, the Pythagorean theorem or things that are smarter, but that's just the way it is. Like, I didn't, like, you know, Snooki, Mike, the situation, there's the other guy who's like a bigger version of my, is there a Vinny? Or am I just, uh, yeah, there's Vinny. Vinny's the man. Then they got Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie was dating uh, Sam. Sammy Sweetheart was her name. So there you go. Sweetheart. I'm sure she was. I'm sure she was Sweetheart. <laughs> Delightful. That makes for good TV. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, dude, these sunglasses have to come off throughout the show. I can't even see my screen. So uh, that'll happen throughout the show. But uh, dude, let, let's dive into the baseball. And we have a big slate here today. Well, yeah. We're, yeah, that's what we're here for. We're talking baseball. Thank you, Mango, for keeping us back on the rails. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, I, I was, I'm impressed. You know, you're, I don't want to say you're, are you on vacation? Are you calling this vacation? You're at a beach house of some sort? We don't want to give your exact uh, GPS location because especially when that shirt comes off, you know, <laughs> people are going to be walking. But, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you jumping on the show, despite being on some sort of vacation over there. Yeah, and, and Bobby, Bobby's making fun of uh, making fun of the Jersey Shore, man, like in my comments saying it's the best beach in the world. But, like, you know, if Bobby can call Kobe the greatest basketball player in the world, you know, and Russell Westbrook <laughs> just the best, I mean, I think I can say some ridiculous things too, right? I have never been to the Jersey Shore, but I will blindly say that his take is more egregious than yours. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, okay, so there's weather uh, lurking. You know, it's not everything is like the beach there on the Jersey Shore. There's weather lurking about it. Uh, of course, the the the, the state is now down 13, uh, two games down. The White Sox and Baltimore are postponed. Tampa and Kansas 
also postponed. By the way, if I see rattled, I don't know, do I see rattled? Because there are there is a Slack conversation going on that I'm involved in, but I'm not involved in because I'm not typing, but all I hear is this noise every three seconds. Can you all stop talking for four seconds, please. <laughs> what is yeah. going on? If you're out there listening, it's driving me. Is there a, is there a mute button on Slack, Mango? And I might need to hit the mute button. Or maybe dude, I can X the whole thing out. That's j- just X out of Slack, dude. That's what I do for shows, so. Oh, it's the worst. Whoever is doing this, you are the worst. I don't even look and see who it is. Um, nonetheless, two games down, and we still have Weatherwax working out there. Uh, Roth will be on, of course, he'll be on crunch time later on today with JSU and the aforementioned party. They'll be on from 6.15 to 7 o'clock. And, well, I think 7 o'clock, answering, uh, breaking down the sleigh, any sort of late-breaking news as far as the weather that's working out there. Roth will be all over that. Cardi will answer all your cash game questions. JSU will answer all your tournament-related questions. Thank you. Uh, I'm pulling up the weather as of right now because there is still some uh, muck and mire and stuff uh, lurking out there as we speak. Uh, I just want to see if there's an update. And I keep saying words uh, for no particular reason because I'm trying to find the link to see what's going down as far as the weather. And hopefully you're a good tag team partner. And as I speak, you're actually doing it yourself. Have you found it? Uh, which one? What are you looking for? Oh, dude, you are the worst. Pay attention. I'm reading the chat, man. They're they're they're, they're cracking me up, man. Uh, so. <laughs> All right, so we have a, an update as of 5:15ish on the East Coast. Uh, we're looking at uh, yellow orange as far as Houston, Minnesota, and uh, of course Pittsburgh, Texas. The game that's uh, most appealing from a hitting perspective, at least when it comes to uh, team totals, and that's something that kind of pops in DFS. Obviously, that is currently orange with isolated uh, severe storms, which, uh, you know, those storms going to pop up there in Texas. We're not going to pretend to be uh, weathermen here on the uh, on the old YouTube. If you're on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. or on the interwebs, if you will. But, uh, again, hit up Roth on that. Roth will be able to speak more on that. But, uh, yeah, that's what we have right now as far as weather. And uh, we're going to keep an eye on it. I guess Van Gogh will talk about those games as if they are live, as if they're going to go. Yes? Yeah, I say we talk about them as if they are live. That, that's, I think, what we should do. But real quick, before we get into the MLB, before we do how confident are you feeling in your bucks tonight to beat my Celtics? Because we got some money on the line, a little bit of cheese, and uh, your bucks, uh, you know, Giannis is the greatest in the world, and I kept crapping on him, telling him he's terrible, and uh, things are not looking so hot in your corner over there. So how do you feel about tonight's game? A couple things. First of all, you're victory lapping the thought that Giannis is terrible. Uh, so somebody cut and spliced that and then sent it to Mango when, when Giannis has uh, three MVPs, two, two championships, uh, and he's in the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. Uh, secondly, you said the word cheese. Uh, let's give a shout-out to one Dave Potts. Cheese is good. You guys owe me $1 million two separate times in DFS. He's having his day off. You know why it's his day off today? He's uh, he's having a birthday. So, well, how about everybody hit him up on the old Twitter machine? At Dave Potts 2 I believe. Wish him happy birthday. Tell him to enjoy. I believe he, uh, his wife makes a, Mrs. Cheese makes a, a special cheesecake of some sort. So tell him to enjoy that or say something else with it. Or just say thanks for the music. They're good times. Uh, one STL cards, a really solid pinch hitter, uh, pinch hit for today as far as the uh, abusing target. But uh, yeah, we, we were having a conversation earlier today. Uh, we were trying to guess how old cheese was, and it's a tough call. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. I have my thoughts. I have an over under. Yeah, and, and listen, don't let me, uh, don't let this whole cheese talk make me, uh, you know, forget that I called you out on these bucks, man. What are you going to say here? Don't change the subject. You're, you're really rattled, clearly. 
thought that was a good diversion. That was a good diversion tactic for a second. I, I would have fooled an amateur. But I will say this. I had to twist your arm for you to wager me. You were telling me, uh, oh, it's easy money. It's easy money. I'm, okay, wager against me. No, no. I want somebody else's money. No, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't want to take your money, Dean, man. I, want to, I don't want to take someone's money I like. You know what I mean, Dean? I'm not trying to do that to you. But you did win all the NBA money the other day. So, you know, uh, you got some money to spare. I want some of it. Stupid. I've never once had a stack correction go my way. Uh, you know, it's 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 a weird feeling. I complaining about stack corrections when you like still had a really good day, but that's kind of where I was at. People, there you go. Send cheese dad jokes or Stephen Wright jokes. There you go. Send him Stephen Wright jokes on the Twitter machine. It'll make his day. He'll he's probably already made because he's probably well into his cheesecake. But uh, we have to dive into the sli- enough dodging mango. And by the way, Milwaukee's still going to win the series. There you go. Yes. <sighs> Embarrassing. You're going to lose. I can't wait to buy myself yeah. something nice with you. You want to bet straight up? Milwaukee's going to win the series. You think Boston's going to win the series? Let's, how much you want to bet? I'll bet all the money. So uh, we, uh, We'll talk off air. I already got money on it. We'll talk off air. <laughs> Look who's playing dodgeball now. You're bigger than Vince Vaughn over there. I want to make sure uh, I get a good line. Let, let's move on, Dean. MLB time. Your team stinks. We're going to You said Boston's going to win. What's the, what's the line? You said Boston's going to win. What, why do you need a line? Uh, dude, yeah, Celt- so Celtics, Celtics in five. <laughs> Milwaukee in three. Uh, all right, well, let's move on. Let's talk some baseball. The people out there want to hear it. I'll do one, one, one last thing. Uh, as far as the Sharp Side app, uh, as of the second, May the second, uh, whoever has the longest streak, the winning streak on the Sharp Side app, of course, it's free to play, free to download, uh, can win themselves $1,000 on the old Fandle. Um, and it's good that I'm happy to report uh, Britt lost. His streak is over, so Britt's not going to win. There you go. Congratulations. Just as long as Britt doesn't win, we're good, right? We can agree on that. Oh, yeah. No one wants Britt to win. If, if, if Britt and Crane are losing, things are going well in the world. Yes. Go, we want the Blues. Why do we want the Blues to lose? We want the Crane to just be sad for no particular reason. Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, all right. So today, it's kind of sort of somewhat like opening day, at least at the top, as far as the studs. Uh, worth noting, we did lose Blake Snell. Of course, he's no longer a thing. Crossed him off the list. Uh, Garrett Cole, it's a little dicey there in Minnesota, but if it goes, I believe it's good pitching weather means it's going to be super, super cold. Uh, Bueller's solid. Aramar Marquez is solid. Uh, but of course, at the top, it's one uh, Trevor Bauer mango. Like if you're, and he's just not even that expensive. Like it's not that much of a difference as far as the asking price. DK, not so much. Vandal, it's a little bit of a, you know, a conversation, I suppose. But, uh, you know, I know the ball is juiced and it's funky this year and everybody's giving up dongs, but Bauer just doesn't care. You make, give him any ball, he's going to strike everybody out. Uh, he's one of the best pitchers in the baseball, potential, uh, potentially on the past to be able to, to Cy Young today. And you know who's facing is the, the featured Marlins. So uh, how do we not just, like, start off with Trevor Bauer in our lineups? Yeah, it's pretty easy. Trevor Bauer is the guy. Uh, it, it just depends, though. I think in tournaments, it's a lot more interesting. I would still probably want to be overweight on Bauer, right? If I was winning 150 lineups, I'd probably still want to be overweight on a really good pitcher. The hitters are just not that great today. There's a couple spots that I like. Uh, you know, there's a chalky spot that we'll obviously get to. But Bauer, he's just the guy that I like the most. I'd want to be, you know, highest exposure to him on the entire slate. So, uh, yeah, I think that Trevor Bauer is my guy. And there's some other interesting options. We're crossing off, uh, you know, Snell. He's going to be, you know, not there because of the weather. So that's obviously good. That game got postponed. Uh, that White Sox game got postponed. So we don't have to worry about anyone in that one. But at the top, it's Trevor Bauer, and it's pretty simple for me. Yeah, all right, pull it up the old, uh, let's just fire up the plate IQ there, man, going 30.1% uh, as far as the K percentage in 2008, 2019, 2018 and 2019. 
jumping from the AL to the NL. So he gets to pick on a pitcher as well, too. So the K rates will jump there. Uh, as far as the Marlins, collectively 23.9%. This lineup strikeouts for strikes out versus righties. You got Alfaro who pops with a plenty of case. Cooper pops with plenty of case as well. Uh, Randerson, one of the lefties, 27%. Unfortunately, there's no Lewis Brenton out there. He was uh, sent down. Yeah. Lewis Brenton traded for uh, Christian Kulich. Sent down to the Myers. Can't make it with this Marlins team. That's a, that's a bad sign. That's not good. Uh, love Bauer. Just lock and load him. Uh, on, a, on Fantasy Draft, on, on DK, you got a roster, two starting pitchers. I think there is a route to go like double stud, double bullet. Uh, it's a conversation that I'm going to kind of like a, you know, visit after the show and kind of work things out. But again, some teams postponement, so then going. Uh, you know, my, my lineups are kind of up in the air. Again, the Texas thing is up in the air, uh, too. We talk about the sticks, like a guy like Cervelli, super, super cheap. It kind of makes, makes things work, of course, who, we, who likes catchers. But uh, on DK, he's really cheap. And even on Fanscraft, I think you can actually play a catcher. Uh, give me the pivots away from Bauer or the guys you're pairing with him. Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll first talk about who we would want to pair with him, right? Uh, I think Luis Castillo is a really good option. The one, like, most perplexing thing I've seen on this slate, Dean, is why is Luis Castillo against Jason Vargas and only a minus 120 favorite? That's the thing I'm just absolutely confused about, and I really do not understand. So I think he's a guy that I would definitely consider pairing as my SB2, but uh, you talked about paying up for your SB2, right? Um, are you considering Vincent Velasquez and Tejeron uh, an SB2 spend up, or are they a spend down? Where do you kind of, uh, how are you kind of, uh, I guess I could say, like, where, where are you kind of ranking those guys? They mid -tier my, my main lineups, uh, the cheapest my SB2 is going to be is going to be uh, Tehran. So yeah. it's, it's probably going to be like Bauer and Tehran, something like that. If, okay. if, if I don't have the salary that I'm willing to settle there, I don't think I have to go any cheaper. Well, I mean, we'll talk about Canning soon enough, but Canning, uh, you know, top 40 prospect in all of baseball, uh, facing a pretty rough Toronto team. Of course, this guy's, uh, you know, they're going to baby him. I think he threw 90 pitches last time out. He pitched great in the PCL so far. Of course, PCL notoriously a hitter's league. Um, but I just don't know how deep he can go. And this is like, you know, in the past, we used to see DK and Fanscraft. And even Fandle, actually, Fandle kind of like dropped, I don't want to say dropped the ball, but they made him super cheap over there. But he probably doesn't get the, the old QS, the quality start, but he can get there in five innings, I suppose. Um, he's just priced. He's Again, he's a good pitcher. He has good stuff. He's projected to be really, really solid. You know, still a work in progress, obviously. But $200 more, we get Tehran. And like, who trusts Tehran, right? But, uh, you know, we know about his, what's tendencies. Maybe we'll fire that up on the old screen share later and kind of show how uh, distinctly different as far as he is versus lefties and righties. Let's tackle Castillo first, right? So you talked about why are the Rams only – they're down to minus 115 according to the RG page. So like a coin toss against the Mets. Of course, the Mets are without no as well, too. And like you said, Vargas is uh, putrid. But then since that – it's because Luis Castillo can't hit homers. I think that's the answer. Like he, he can't do anything. Man, go. You're making all sorts of noises over there. Mike. I don't know what's going on. You're a disaster. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. I'm trying to fix it on my end. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> let, let's talk to these guys. Too. Now, why, do you know why he's this low of a favorite? Because, like, if salary's not a thing, which it is, I'd probably just play the two, right? Um, I would just play, you know, Bauer at the top, and I would play Luis Castillo. It just seems like it's that simple, that easy. But uh, I don't think I'm going to end up playing Castillo. I think I'm going to land in that Julio Tejeron and Vincent Velasquez range. That's, quote, unquote, the optimal build. But um, do you have any worries about Castillo? No, like he's been phenomenal. He's been great. And, uh, it, you know, historically he's had issues with lefties, you know, and uh, he's, he's corrected that at least in a small sample size this year. He's a much better versus lefties. Uh, there is some, you know, power lefties lurking on the, on the New York side. 
you know, with Nemo, who's been a disaster this year for what it's worth, right? He had a ton. And I'm almost happy to see it in that lineup. I think there's a, it's, I'm more, I'm more pleased to see the KM side as opposed to power upside versus Nemo. I get if you play Nemo in the tournament, but I just, uh, I, I've always been a Louis Castillo truther, and it's great to see him start to put it together. And if I remember correctly, he started putting it together like sometime down the stretch last year. He had kind of an up and down year, but the, the stuff has always been there, and it feels like it's starting to get harnessed. And the reason why it's a coin toss is because the Reds are playing Kirk Casale, Philip Irwin. You know, Jose Iglesias, uh, like their team stinks too. Like they have, you know, Votto, who can probably walk three times. Puig, who's, you know, he's fine, but probably a bigger name than the talent. And, you know, A. Manny Suarez, so bang went out tonight, sure. But I guess that's the reason why. But that's, it's a fair question. I, if, if you're asking me who I like, I'll take Luis Castillo. Is that what you're doing, the old uh, lock and load in the sharp side app? You gotta, if I was asking you to make a pick tonight, is that who your pick is? Or you're just, you're almost thrown off by this stuff? Yeah, I'm kind of thrown off, and I looked like the sharp money's on the Mets, and like you know, it's never a smart idea to be like, you know, screw the sharp money. I'm going the other way, uh, and that's kind of what I'm doing right now. I already bet the Reds, so uh, I'm invested in them, and I, I like their offense. If you look at some of the Statcast data, I mean, Jason Vargas. If you look at, I think he's given up uh, 13% uh, barrels for batted ball events. I mean, he's been getting absolutely crushed. So uh, I want to attack Vargas today. Like Castillo, but again, salary is a thing. I, I don't know how much he works. Let's talk about a pivot though before we get to like Velasquez and uh, Julio Tejeron a little bit. My tournament pivot at the top, it's probably Zach Granke. And hear me out, Dean. I know it's not the most ideal no. scenario, but Let's go ahead. Yankees have a low run total. And if you look at these Yankees bats, they have some high strikeout guys. There are four guys that are going to be in this lineup with a 25% K percentage or higher. I mean, we know the Yankees. They can swing and miss with the best of them at, at times, and then they can also hit the ball out of the park for the Bronx Bombers for a reason. This team is not what they were, though, right? There's no judge. There's no Stanton. But there are still strikeouts here. I get it, Dean. You're concerned about Granke. We can all be concerned. But he's not going to have any ownership. I think it's an interesting contrarian tournament option. You can take shots on guys like, uh, you know, Marquis, Marquez, however you want to call him, Dean. Uh, you can take a shot on him. He's a perfectly fine option. You can also look to Cole. If the weather's fine, I'm okay with it, but you have to monitor that, and that's Kevin Ross' job. And the Walker Bueller, he's fine, but there's some worries there, right? We worry about what David Roberts is going to do. We also have a big worry about what, what's going to happen with the Giants lineup, right, because they are not a team that strikes out a ton. So uh, definitely something to be concerned about. Yeah, you threw a lot of names out there. And, like, I do want to just kind of say no to Granky, but the Ks have been there this year for what it's worth. You know, obviously he's a vet and still kind of trying to figure out how to pitch, you know, with a new, uh, with the, you know, a fastball. It's just not quite the same as it once was. Uh, you mentioned Bueller. You know, the pitch count's been up 96, 92 last two games for what it's worth. But we saw last night, uh, you know, again, it's not Bueller, but Maeda got the hook at like 74, 75 pitches. Uh, you know, he, in the first guy uh, uh, in the sixth inning, I think, got a double off him. And all of a sudden, he got the hook. And wouldn't you know it, the Dodgers were up to nothing and they lost the game three to two. Uh, so yeah, shout out Dave Roberts. And, you know, there is some guys that are banged, you know, the Yankees are banged up as is, but like even LeMahieu just is scuffling. Like, we have official lineup this draft because maybe he doesn't play and the Yankees, of course, lose their DH as well. Um, so actually, Sebastian, remember, remember when we played for Milwaukee? He was a really good hitter back in the day. Do you remember yeah. this? I don't know if you're old enough for that. No, I remember so when he played there, but I don't remember him hitting that much. But I, I'm not that worried about that, right, Dean? That's not something uh, I'm concerned no, about. No, just, it's just a little fun little – it's like it's not a gimme, I guess is what I would say. It's, it, traditionally, it's like, well, the DH turned into a pitcher. Sabathia, at one point in time, again, another guy, it's not what he once was, uh, used to actually be able to hit a baseball. Uh, he was—he played for Milwaukee for like two or three months, and like some kind of—they uh, made a run of the playoffs. He's, kind of he, he, he's no Bartolo Colon at hitting the ball, right? He's—we he, can agree on that. Yes, yes, that's true. 
<laughs> By the way, I uh, I got a I got a link in my email for a fantasy draft um, uh, free roll. If you guys want to play that? By all means, that I assume I can share it. I don't know. Maybe I'm breaking some moves, but uh, I just went ahead and dropped it in the chat there. Uh, I think it's the first 13 people or so win some sort of ticket for a contest tomorrow night in the fantasy draft. So there you go. Have that. Enjoy yourself. It's free. It doesn't hurt anything. Um, you mentioned Aramon Marquez, and like Marquez feels like a guy. Obviously, you don't play in the cash because that Milwaukee team is you no. Know, it's the ballpark is uh, it's you want to call it Coors Light if you want you know with the second or third uh, best ballpark in all of baseball. Of course, everything away from Coors is a step down, and there is no uh, you know Yelich for that lineup is weakened to some degree. Uh, you know, Aguiar's back in the lineup. Uh, you know, of course, up that double dog game yesterday, but this is not the same spot. Marquez has the advantage here, I suppose. Uh, and there's still some pretty good sticks, you know, but Thames is the guy that can strike out as well, too. Let's fire up the play IQ. I'm curious what's popping as far as a K perspective, because it's kind of eyeballing it. It looks like there is some Ks in that lineup, but there is, a, of course, plenty of pop, too. Uh, yeah, Shaw, uh, what is this season? Let's go ahead and stretch it out, 2018 and 2019. I want the bigger sample, not the smaller sample. 23.5% in total. Uh, you know, it's pretty good as far, you know, Grandall. Of course, Thames, he strikes out a ton, 35% change. When he, uh, you know, when he's not striking out, so he has plenty of power as well. But the ISO is popping too, so this screams like a tournament play to me. Bueller feels pretty safe, but uh, I don't know. He probably not a guy that can get nine or ten Ks. I guess he can, but probably not happening. Um, who, who else do we miss? Oh, let's talk about uh, the two guys we kind of stepped down on. Uh, you know, we, we were talking about Tehran in passing, and then uh, Vinny Velasquez. Who's your favorite amongst those two? Yeah, it's probably Velasquez if you force me to pick one. That's probably the route I would end up going. Uh, but I think Tehran's really good. We know the upside that the Padres can give you against righties. And when Tehran's on, he's on, right? That's why I like him more as like the tournament option instead. That's kind of where I would lean. But I'm not really afraid of this Tigers lineup. Velasquez has been pretty good this season. And the Tigers, they're more of a righty-heavy team. This favor, you know, goes in the Velasquez's favor. The Tigers have a 3.561 total. I feel pretty confident here. Velasquez and he would be my cash game SP2 if you force me to pick in this range and then Tehran I still think he's fine too right if someone's arguing for Tehran I wouldn't uh, talk them out I think it's a perfectly fine way but I'd prefer him in tournaments to Velasquez yeah so let's pull up this Detroit lineup because it's dreadful obviously and they're another team that's losing their DH jumping into uh, the National League ballpark and uh, the tricky part with Velasquez is he's not efficient with his pitches He's a guy that just labors go, you know, out there. He can go like 95 pitches and throw like five innings and he's done. But uh, it's, he's, he doesn't go deep in games. That just as a general rule. Um, he's, just, he's just not efficient out there. But maybe Detroit helps him be a little bit more efficient. I suppose that's possible. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all the K's there, it's just really awesome. 25.4% collectively. And that does not include the pitcher either. We got Jones in the lineup, which is awesome. Veneer in the lineup, which is awesome. Goodrum, another guy that pops from a K perspective. Uh, lots of Ks out there. 25.4% as far as Velasquez on you know, the last two seasons from a K perspective. And then the splits versus righties, Van Gogh. The splits 28.5% versus righties, 22.1% K percentage versus lefties. Count up the righties. We're looking at, what, two lefties? Yeah. Um, again, I just want him to stick around. Sometimes you know, he's... He's got a very quick hook, like he's uh, the third time around to see the lineup. But uh, as an SP2, I don't mind him. On, on, on Fandle, it's going to be a tight squeeze for him to get that QS or not. Quality start. Uh, and then there's Julio Tehran. We talk about uh, splits. That, 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 that's all we talk about with Tehran, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, when you get him in a righty-heavy lineup, this is when you want to play Tehran. Uh, 
The one where I have right is the uh, the weather. It's 84 degrees, one of the you know better hitting environments on the slate. And if you look at Kevin Ross, you know MLB weather edge tool, uh, it says there's going to be a lot more runs hit there. Uh, not as high in the homers, but definitely think the total runs are going to be up. So that has me slightly concerned with a guy like Teheran because you know he's can always be a problem and give up home runs at any time, right? He can go five innings, you know, unscathed and be perfectly fine, and then out of nowhere he's just giving up bombs. So. Uh, it's a little scary. I, I, I got to cut you off this one, Mango. Did, did you check the sample size in this? Come on, it's 12 games. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it isn't the biggest sample. You are actually correct on that. But, <laughs> uh, the Pirates game, though, if you want to talk about Kevin's uh, tool, I believe that's like an 80-game sample. And the thing that's really good about that is there are bombs expected to be hit. Tons of home runs, tons of runs. I don't know how we ignore that game. So, uh, yeah, the chalk is probably going to hit today, as they say. Don't want to give away the entire goods as far as Kevin Slowport. That, that's, that's premium. And the phrasing of that sentence, by the way, that was probably uh, the worst way to <laughs> construct the sentence. Nonetheless, uh, I will say, uh, just to kind of follow what you're suggesting, and this is assuming the game goes and assuming the conditions don't change. This will, uh, it automatically updates all the way, you know, throughout the night, you know. Uh, but at a 70-game sample, home runs in Texas, uh, a 30.9% increase, total runs, uh, 16.6% increase in the ERA. Uh, increases by 17%. Now, it is worth noting, and I heard Roth note this too, and it's interesting because as of what uh, the Rangers, they used to have that jet stream in, in Texas, uh, and they no longer have a jet stream in Texas because I think they put billboards up or to kind of the, throw it off. So this is the one that he hasn't quite figured out because, like, you know, the numbers, this, these numbers are uh, involved, some of that jet stream nonsense. So just take it for what it's worth. That, 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 that's good to know, Ash. I didn't realize that. So uh, good, 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 good fact by you, Dean. You're, you're up one night. Dynamite <laughs> dropping. <laughs> Let's, uh, you know, again, we're going to have uh, all your questions answered, as many questions answered as possible in the chat. We take you guys all the way to the, the, uh, the top of the hour. We're taking you to 6 o'clock on the East Coast. Uh, and at the end of the show, we're going to knock out as many questions as possible. If you guys are asking questions on the old YouTube, uh, our fabulous multitasking producer, the D-Train, Devin's going to copy and paste for those in the Rotor Grinders chat. If you guys are on the Rotor Grinders chat, feel free to hold up those questions until we prompt them. Uh, let's let's just briefly talk about, because we are, wait for it, uh, get, get your Rotor Grinders, uh, Grinders Live bingo chat, uh, uh, you know, your car ready. We're, we're falling behind on time. Uh, uh, let's just briefly talk about the, the overview from a hitter's perspective before we go around the horn as far as our favorite plays in each uh, position. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's really simple. Like Pittsburgh, Texas, it's the chalk. Uh, you're going to want to get a lot of exposure to them, in my opinion, at least in your cash games. Uh, tournaments, uh, there's merit to fading them, but, uh, you know, it is 11 run total, so it's kind of scary. I think a good route to go is if you're going to play a Pittsburgh stack, uh, you know, make sure to take that Pittsburgh stack and run it back with a team that isn't really being used and maybe like one other pitcher that people aren't playing. I think you got to be a little bit contrarian uh, if you're playing that Pittsburgh stack and it makes sense to get some exposure to it. But uh, yeah, overall, it's not the greatest hitting slate, uh, but like this game in general just has a lot of value in it. And I think you're going to have to play it in, you know, your uh, quote unquote optimal team as they say. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. Like Pittsburgh, we're like what a month into the season or whatever. And like, haven't thought about the pirates all season long. It's just like, uh, but now they're they're in Texas. They're locked in for nine innings. They're facing Adrian Sampson in the rough bullpen. Um, okay, it's all about those Pirates, I suppose. Uh, and just uh, worth noting that you know Starling Marte's have been activated on the DLC. He cracked the lineup. Uh, Polanco is going to be super popular. Obviously, I think a lot of these guys are going to be reasonably popular depending on you know uh, how the lineup construction goes. And again, depending on the weather, you want to hit up Roth, see what Roth has to say on um, you know on crunch time. 
let's uh let's start. let's just jump uh let's do a position by position let's go around the horn let's start a catcher and you know look we live in the world of a salary cap there mango and i assume you're starting uh at pittsburgh once again yeah, if you go to the catcher position, I mean, listen, it's not the prettiest there, but, uh, you know, Cervelli, he's just the chalk. He's the guy you go to, I think, uh, and there's not much else I like. I mean, sure, JT Ramuto, he's a good hitter, and I like the Philly stack a little bit, but, yeah, I'm uh, I'm just going to Cervelli if you force me to pick a catcher and uh, kind of calling it a day. Uh, when I play catchers, and I, I kind of just take the guy in my stack, right? So if I like a Cardinal stack today, I'll throw Yadier Molina in there. I don't love playing Yadier Molina, but I'll throw him in there. Money's not a thing, man. Go, who's your favorite catcher? Probably JT Romuto if I have to pick one. Yeah, by the way, I, I, unfortunately, just even the, it's been all business on the show. Once we kind of got in the gear, I've had a little time to attend to the chat. A couple things in the chat. They want to know if you're in a Motel 6. No, you're, you're not in a Motel 6. You're living it up. You got like a beach house or something, right? Yeah, man. I'm at, uh, I'm at the grandparents' beach house, and they're in Florida right now. So, dude, uh, you know, just, just by myself, man, living the good life. Hold on. How cool? Wait, you mean your grandparents visited Florida? Really? They don't visit Florida. They they live there. They they're the uh, what's oh. the term for them? Uh, the snowbirds, I think they call them when they go yes. back. Yes, your stands you can also say too, but sure, that works. Yeah, get get getting the house ready for them. Uh, you know, making sure everything's working here. You don't get my reference to the Costanzas, do you? I mean, you're talking about George Costanza, I'm assuming, but I don't. Well, his I don't parents, know. yes, yeah. You know, okay, there you go. You're all over, kind of sort of somewhat. Uh, you know, the, the judges in my ear are going to give you credit on that one. So there you go. Uh, and yes, snowbirds. Uh, that is the technical term. I, I used to work in the restaurant industry. That would be. When you work at the four o'clock shift, that was all about the snowbirds and the coupons. It was good times. Um, all right. Uh, other, well, well, that's, that's catcher for us. Let's, let's back out first base. Can I say I was really sad that uh, the Baltimore game uh, was canceled because I wanted to play Chris Davis today. Maybe I was saved, but to cross Chris Davis off your list if you're a, a nutcase like myself, uh, now who are we looking at first? Yeah, first base, you know, it's not the greatest today, but there are some good plays. I think at the top, like the number one overall play is Paul Goldschmidt, or as I like to call him, Dean, Paul Goatschmidt, because he is the man. Uh, he gets a Really? Yeah, yeah. Great. You're play, you're, are you playing it off like you created that? <laughs> Listen, no one else says it. I'm just trying my best to make, make it a thing. It just isn't happening. So uh, it's like fetch. It's not going to It's not gonna work. But um, <laughs> I really like Paul Goldschmidt. I think it's a great spot for him. Uh, the cheap guy is Jesus Aguilar. You can go back to the well, but that matchup's really tough. I don't think I'll actually do that. It's a quote-unquote salary saver idea that people will go back to, but I probably won't. Uh, I really like the Texas and the Pittsburgh guys, though, right? Josh Bell, he's the number two played IQ rating of the day. If you check it out in the lineup HQ, big fan of Josh Bell. think he's in a really great spot, but again, he is a bit pricey. And then uh, you look at Danny Santana. If he did crack the Rangers lineup, I, I can't remember if he did. I think he's an interesting option. If only you had a lineup page that a site would might provide that can show you what the Texas Rangers lineup looks like. Yeah, well, I'm trying to make sure I don't touch my computer much because, like, the, the mic malfunctions if I move just an inch. So I'm trying my best to, you know, not give Devin any fits. Don't get excited over there. Uh, there. There is no Danny Santana. He did not crack the lineup for what it's worth. Uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, that's unfortunate. So, uh, I don't know. It's probably Josh Bell and Goldschmidt. Those are probably my one and two on the board. Yeah. Is that Goldschmidt or – that's Who was good. that again? Go- Paul Goatschmidt. I mean, if you're going to make it a thing, at least stick, at least stick to it, I suppose. Keep selling it. Right. I mean, I you don't ever hear me like say Jonathan Scope without saying mouthwash. you got to brand it, man. That's true. So Paul Goatschmidt, just like you say, girth every show, uh, whenever I'm here, it's, it's Paul Goatschmidt. So I uh, love him today. Paul Gerschmidt? I don't know what I'm doing over here now. Uh, that's, yeah, that's uh, kind of sort of what we have. I like Murphy versus Justine, positive ball marks Justine. Pretty dramatic splits. I don't mind him. Uh, pretty expensive, too, for what it's worth. 
but uh, he, he's one of the guys I was kind of looking at for tournaments. I mean, Forsyth is first base eligible. He's batting eighth in that Texas game. He's also uh, Logan Forsyth, which is kind of a hiccup for myself. Uh, let's jump to the old key, key stuff position there, man. What do you have for me at second base? Yeah, second base, I think Jose Peraza is like the best value play. And if we're jamming in these pitchers, he's a really phenomenal option. The problem is, you know, the eligibility of shortstop sounds a little bit more uh, sexier over there if you're looking on like a site like DK. But uh, yeah, Peraza, he's a good at rate infield option over on Fantasy Draft. He's a really good value play. So I like him, his speed upside. Uh, he's even a jack in the bag candidate. That's how bad Jason Vargas is. Well, he's got to bang one out. You're predicting an inside the park over for Peraza? L- listen, I'm not saying he definitely hits one out, but Vargas is really bad. But I like Peraza for his value and like the, the speed upside, right? There's just a lot of outs for him in this matchup. So big fan of him, uh, like Adam Frazier in that game. And uh, I like a couple of the Cubs too. Uh, you know, Descalso, Zobris, they're pretty good plays. And then, hey, uh, if you want to look in the Arizona game against CC Zabathia, I know he hasn't been horrific this year, but uh, lefty masher, Wilmer Flores, uh, you know, if you're playing RG Bingo, uh, you know, scratch that one off on lefty masher. And uh, Marte, I think they're interesting options because they're pretty good against lefties. You mentioned uh, Vargas giving up homers, worth noting. Now, again, I don't think is going to hit what I suppose would be nice, but uh, I do agree. I think he's a great salary saver on DK and fantasy draft as well, too, basically. Uh, what three three and like six five ish give or take uh Vargas the last two seasons 107 innings pitched uh 1.77 homers per nine uh you know he's got an ERA close to six that kind of thing a homer the fly ball rate of 16 percent uh you know he, he's just not good anymore and like a lot of people see lefty oh lefty he's gonna hold on the runners good and that's a good like you know general term so if you kind of dig into it I think it was last year we gave like nine stolen bases and 90 innings pitched. That's bad. That's very bad. And I know you can blame his catcher for it sometimes too, but it's a combination platter. They're both accountable. Um, I would imagine Ramos is, a, is an upgrade for what they had last year, but still, uh, Peraza, I think, can swipe a bag for sure. Anything else? Oh, let me ask you this. Pick one of these two. These are basically the same price, uh, depending on what the site is. They're kind of maxed up. I don't know Fandle, they're 2 7 each. Uh, they're basically the same on Fantasy Draft and DK as well. Adam Frazier leading off there versus Sampson on the road, basically locked in for five APs. Or you got Rudet Odor on the other side. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot to mention him, too. Hodor. I, I like him a lot today. Uh, he's, he's a pretty First good First of all, you can't do that because you hate Game of Thrones. You can't. You know, now you're just a hypocrite. <laughs> well, listen, I did start so watching. Why did you, that you don't even know that scene, do you? I don't know. No, but I, I, I've, seen, I've heard slash seen of it because, you know, it's the worst uh, community ever. They just always have to talk about it constantly. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, Odor's a phenomenal option today. Uh, picking between the two, that's actually a really tough one. I think on some sites, if you have the utility option, you just play both. I think that's a really good route to go. But uh, I'll probably lean Odor for the uh, power upside that he has compared to Frazier. And I already have like some pirates, so I'm okay with it. You could also go Frazier if you want to get more correlation with your other pirate options. Hot corner, third base. Yeah, so third base, is this the best position of the day, Dean? Because it feels like it. There's so many options you can go to. My favorite is Eugenio Suarez. He's an awesome option against terrible Jason Vargas. Uh, again, I know Vegas is saying uh, the, the Nets are better play than I think, but uh, I like Suarez. I think he crushes it. He's the number two played IQ rating at the third base position. Uh, also really like Matt Carpenter. I, I'm a big fan of the Cardinals today. I think they have a good chance at being one of the better stacks of the day. So I like Matt Carpenter. He's a third baseman. That's kind of cheap right now. Jose Ramirez is another cheap option. Chris Bryant against King Felix. I think you can consider him as well. But the value plays here. 
That's Colin Moran, Justin Turner. They're just too cheap and in pretty good spots. So those are two value plays that I would look to if I was going cheap at third base. Did Young Ho Gung not crack the lineup here for Pittsburgh? I'm pulling it up right now. I don't think I saw it. I wonder if we had this thing, Dean, this lineup page that we could look that up on. Is that is that around? Oh, touche, Mangone. Checkmate. You win again. Boiled again. <laughs> and yeah, I already knew that. Uh, he was in my lineup uh, for what it's worth, but uh, I took him out of the lineup now because uh, sure. I can't play him. He was an option I was considering on one yes, of those. Sir. Oh, wait, we didn't mention Justin Bohr. That lineup just came out with the Angels. And, like, he's, he's batting eight. You know, imagine, imagine batting the, the, the 30th best player in all of baseball, eight. That's when you're on the eight. That, that's top 35 hitter, Dean, not 30. But top yeah. 35, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine him hitting a I'll take my, where, where do I take my victory lap on that one? Um, all right. Shortstop, what do you have here, Mango? Yeah, so shortstop, again, I talked about Peraza at second base. I, I prefer him at short. Like, let me be clear. That's probably where I would play him. I think he's a good play. Lindor is like the mid-tier option that I would consider, but I don't really like a lot of shortstop. I mean, Paul DeJong from the Cardinals, if I could spend up, I think that's fine. But you tell me, Dean, because shortstop was a position I was kind of struggling at. Wait, hold on. I'm, I'm the host. You are the expert. You can't just pass. This Listen, is your format going. Maybe I'm, just, maybe I'm just here testing you, trying to make sure that you're on your game too. Yeah, I can't keep you in. You can't just sit in cruise control all show. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, yeah, that's kind of sort of around as well. Peraza is super, super cheap. I'm not playing him second. I'm playing him uh, at short, and I'm probably more likely playing him at shortstop just because, like you said, the positional breakdown, the position of shortstop is much weaker than it is at second base. So that's kind of sort of where I'm at as well. Uh, Cole Tucker, a bit of a prospect there for Pittsburgh. He cracked the lineup. I believe he's batting ninth. Uh, I love Francisco Lindor. I think he's a super talent, and he's still discounted. Uh, I, I know, um, you know, the ballpark stinks there in Miami, but, you know, Alcantara is not a guy that I'm afraid of necessarily. So, sure, I'll, I'll my shots at Lindor. And, I, you know, he had that double-down game the other day. The power is really good against the Q, I believe. At least one off the Q. I think the other one off James. Really solid defender there for a defender. Relief pitcher for Houston. Uh, so I, I like Lindor a ton. I think he's still too cheap. But the young I'm with, uh, you know, if you want to be contrarian, like that St. Louis side, especially, you know, if you're playing Paul Goldschmidt, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, you can kind of pair those two together. If you want to super punt it, Brandon Crawford, just like, you know, just kind of just get me out of this position as fast as possible. Like, I don't hate that, but you're basically like begging for like a walk or like a, you know, an infield single or something like that. Not a lot of pop in this bad, obviously. Chris Taylor may crack this lineup for the Dodgers, right? If he cracks the lineup, that's not out just yet, right? Yes, I know you're going to point me to the direction, but I know that uh, Dave Roberts is taking his nap right now with Jamino, so he's not his lineup is not out just yet for sure. Wait, um, hold on. Who's the big spoon, uh, Dave Roberts or Jamino? <laughs> I think Jamino is the big spoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think Taylor is going to crack the lineup, and he's 3K on DK. Uh, usually this – I mean, I, let me see if I can pull it up. I have, I have a – Fancy draft right in front of me as well, too. I assume he's right around 6K or so. Uh, of course, you don't need the roster or shortstop at all uh, on fantasy draft. They have you know, positional versatility. 5-6. He's 5-6 on fantasy draft. That is a really strong play because uh, what's his name? He's dealing with an elbow. Pollock is dealing with an elbow. Traditionally, he'd be in the lineup against the lefty, but Pollock's got an elbow, so he's probably not going to play. He may even actually hit the DL. So that would enhance the chances of a guy like Chris Taylor cracking the lineup. So there you go. I gave you a bunch of dudes. Now, you, now the outfield's yours. All right, outfield's mine. That's perfectly fine. Polanco, he is my top outfield option. He's a phenomenal player. I believe he's the number eight plate IQ rating guy. Uh, you know, I, I love the plate IQ rating. Uh, talking about him in the lineup. Can we show that 
the screen share? You keep talking about it. We'll show that in the screen share. How about it? Yeah, we, we could show that for a little bit. Uh, and, and and I don't know if we're doing the expert survey. Maybe we're running low on time. That's why you're pivoting. But uh, Oh, that's right. That's what we were going to do. I totally forgot. forgot <laughs> you gave bad. me homework. You were like, make sure you do the expert survey. Like, I, I, so, um, yeah, uh, Polanco, I think he's one of my top outfield options. Obviously, like Melky, too, and Marte crack in the lineup. Uh, those Pirates outfielders are really good options. At the top, though, it'd be like Trout, Soto, Harper, the Boston outfield, absolutely like them, and the Texas outfield. They're all in play. If you're talking about some of the mid-tier and cheap guys, it's probably Chris Bryant. I still think he's a really good option. Adam Eaton, don't mind him. Cole Calhoun in that Angels lineup, he's perfectly fine. And then, like, some of the cheaper guys are Harrison Bader, Zobris, and Jackie Bradley Jr. So that's kind of my uh, package of outfielders that I like. But, of course, I think the Pirates outfield, the Texas outfield, uh, the Red Sox outfield are, like, probably, like, the best ones on the board. Breaking news, uh, Dave Roberts is up from his nap. We got a we got a lineup from the Dodgers. Uh, Jimino is snoring apparently. Taylor is batting seventh. Uh, Kiki Enrique Hernandez is leading off. Seager, Turner, Bellinger, Freeze. Freeze always uh, a threat to get the hook when a, a righty comes in there to relieve Pomerantz. Uh, so there you go. The Dodgers lineup is out. And D, um, D, D, that's lefty masher Kike Hernandez to you, by the way. So uh, yeah, he, he's actually a, an interesting value play now that you can consider. And if he has shortstop eligibility, that might help that position too. I'm not going to call him a value play. You know, he's not he's not cheap enough to be value play, but he's fine. I agree. Yeah, he's, he's too expensive to be a value play in my in my book. But um, yeah, but I, I thought that was Madison Bumgarner Masher. Just he just matches Bumgarner. If you throw those stats out, he's probably just an ordinary guy, right? I don't oh, know. Yeah. That, if, if you fire up the old BBP against Bumgarner, he just absolutely annihilates him for whatever reason. Uh, I'm not sure the best environments, you know, uh, Turnbull, I know he hasn't given up a ton of homers in, in a small sample size, but he's also not a very good pitcher, not somebody I fear. And I think Philly's going to go, I don't know, rel- relatively unnoticed. For the most part, that's just the way the slate's going to be outside of uh, Pittsburgh and, and Texas, assuming you know, that game plays clean. Um, anything else for the road or shall we jump on the old screen share? Let's fire up the old uh, expert survey. Yep, let's do it. <laughs> Are we on delay or something? Are we on a satellite? What just happened there? Uh, all right, who is your uh, – here's the old expert survey. Of course, it's just one of the things you get if you are a premium member here at RG. Uh, give me your favorite cash game. Cheese, even on his birthday, was answering this, by the way. Good for Cheese. Again, wish him a happy birthday on the Twitter machine. Throw him some dad jokes. Throw him some Stephen Wright jokes. So he'll thoroughly appreciate it, I bet. Uh, all right, uh, these guys, it's kind of a mixed bag. Who's your favorite cash game here, too? Yeah, my favorite cash game hitter, it's uh, Gregory Polanco. Uh, he's definitely the guy that I'm going to like him a ton. Tournaments? Yeah, it's uh, Eugenio Suarez, as you would say, Dean. Uh, he's a really good option against a lefty. Uh, hitting all the barrels, uh, give me Suarez. as my favorite. I, I would actually say his name correctly, and I would call him Eugenio Suarez, but that's just me. And apparently my internet's going goofy in the office again. Yeah, your, your internet is, uh, you know, you're rattled. Seven, throw the sevens in chat, guys. Seven, seven, seven. Dean is confused. That. Aren't you a moderator? You should know what it's like. They hate that. They do not appreciate the sevens. I'm, I'm going to throw the sevens in there, and I definitely egg it on. You are a hypocrite, man. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, I couldn't get hardwired to hold our conversation, so hopefully we'll power through these last 15 minutes. Again, start loading up your questions in chat because we're going to get to those briefly. Your favorite pitcher uh, in cash games? This is an easy one. Uh, yeah, it, it's Trevor Bauer. Uh, pretty simple. Tournaments? Uh, Zach Greinke, man. Uh, I think he's an interesting option. Again, it's like the low ownership play. I, I get it could blow up. I uh, totally understand that, but I think there could be some upside there. 
I like Tehran, by the way. We didn't, we didn't really talk about Tehran, but I think you yeah. kind of mentioned him in passing. Well, here, your favorite cheap pitcher for cash games. Is it Tehran? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, mine's going to be uh, Vinny Velasquez. Uh, that, that's the guy I would end up going to. But I, again, if you're watching the show, like, don't change because of what I said. Like, it, I, think, I think Julio Tehran is a great play. Like, he's, he's a guy. No, no, Jamino's watching, and like, you, you move the ownership needle. Right now, like, the ownership needle's going up and down as far as Tehran and Velasquez. At least like 0.01%. It's, it's being moved right now as we speak. Uh, the ownership projections are, you know, they're fluid and they're ever-changing all the way up the block. And depending on what Van Gogh says, for sure. Uh, your favorite salary saver? Uh, for pitcher? Uh, oh, no, for hitter. Uh, it, it's, it's Jose Peraza. Like him a ton. I think there's, he's, he's a great value player. And one reason why, and I always like to talk about this in baseball and for cash games, is there's a lot of outs, right, Dean? Uh, he can steal a base. He can get a single. He's going to be the bad pitcher. He can walk because Vargas is terrible. There's just a lot of opportunity for him. And, hey, he's batting first. The player you're most afraid of having little no exposure to? Uh, it's probably – I think I have this in a different order, but I think it's Mookie Betts. It's probably that Boston outfield in general. Uh, that's the, kind of the guys I'm, I'm on one of my cash teams. I'm kind of debating which Boston outfielder to go right now. And I think I have JD Martinez at, at the current time, but uh, Mookie Betts, I'm definitely scared of not having as much exposure to. Yeah, Trout's a popular answer. And yeah, he's facing Clayton, uh, Clay Buckholz. So yeah, he, like, he's terrible too, by the way. We didn't really talk too much about him, but if you look at like the stat cast data, he's been getting hit pretty badly. So uh, uh, the Angel stack is a tough one to get behind, but uh, yeah, yeah, this is where we are. Wow, that, that lineup's loaded though. They have Justin Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> uh, high price pitcher, you'll have little to no exposure, little to no exposure to. Uh, let's see. High price. Uh, I, I wrote this. I feel like you're going out of order on me. No, I'm not. I'm just, dude, you, you could have just pulled it up on the site yourself. You're racist, right? Uh, high price hitter or pitcher, you said? Pitcher. Uh, I, I guess I'll go, with Garrett. I'll go with Garrett Cole, probably because of the weather. But hitter, it's probably Bellinger and the Dodgers bats because it's in a bad ballpark. All right, we can kind of meld stacks and domes with this. Uh, give me your favorite stacks. All right, well, here's my sneaky home run call because that's one of them, and I wanted to talk about it. It's Juan Soto. I think he, I think, definitely think he bangs one out. Is in a really good. The story. one question you're actually prepared to answer, I don't ask you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So favorite overall stack? I mean, it's the chalk. It's the Pirates. I'll have them in my cash games for sure. But my favorite sneaky stack. Uh, it's probably going to be the Cardinals stack. Like them a ton. Other stacks so that would make the list that I'm considering. Ranger stack, who's a chalkier option. Washington, I like. The Phillies are interesting. The Cubs, I think against Felix Hernandez, who's not the greatest. And then, hey, uh, the Angels maybe. But, man, uh, it's tough to get behind the Angels every day. I feel like I always like them, and they're just terrible. 12 minutes before you step aside and get out of here and make way for crunch time. Today it's Cardi, JSU, and Roth. Again, you want to hear what Roth has to say based upon some weather that lurking. I think Garrett Cole's really interesting too if that game goes uh in a game that like some people may have crossed out already in their head so yeah which i have by the way i've crossed it off in my head so you're 100 percent right yeah you probably shouldn't i think you should uncross i hope you use pencil and not pen yeah marker. well you you had me uh you had me doing this expert survey before the show so uh i might well, have you to go that by the way <laughs> you were not prepared i did not fail it i did pretty well i think uh, I, d I plus oh, did you say d plus I dressed up the D at least. I gave it a plus. No, it should um, be a B plus. I answered every question except the one I struggled on. Um, yeah, well, we, we, we expect excellence here. Unbelievable. Now hey, I we expect excellence. Turn your phone off, Dean. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not turning this show into like the, the producers of the, uh, the Emmys or the Oscars. This is not the one we're going to submit. <laughs> when, when, when D-Train gets an award at the end of the year, he's not going to point to the show. It's no, not gonna be we're not even getting thank yous. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're not going to give him like the, the kick of the boot off the stage. He's like, yeah, that, I'm just good. I thank everybody who wanted to thank. We're good. Um, load up some questions in chat, people. And if there's some questions on the old YouTube, feel free to fire them in there now. Uh, DJ will scoop them up and throw them here in the chat. We'll knock them out for the last 10 minutes. Uh, give me three dudes uh, that are going to bang out some homers today. Who's going yard? All right, guys that are going to go yard today. Give me uh, Eugenio Suarez. I'll go with him as one. Uh, talked about him a ton, like him a lot. I'll go with Matt Carpenter as another option. And then we will go with Paul Goatschmidt-Dean. Yeah, you, you got two of those three names wrong. Uh, you, you talked about Suarez so much, you still can't get his name correctly. And I just want to pull this up, like the hot take. Do you have a hot take by chance? Are you ready for this as far as expert survey? No, because you told me like you weren't going to ask me the questions oh. that were very long. So uh, my hot take, I'll give you it right now, Dean. Uh, and turn your phone off. It's Grant. He's a jerk. All right. Well, <laughs> here's my hot take, Dean. Uh, highest scoring offense of the day, and they put up double-digit runs. It's the St. Louis Cardinals. This one just totally me because Boggs put in his hot take of the day, uh, Mookie Betts hits for the cycle. How do you predict cycles? You can't predict cycles. Well, I, I feel like he's going to hit a, a triple for sure today. <laughs> he's going to hit a dribbler up the middle. Oh, I love Fox, but come on, Fox. Ridiculous. No, Listen, we all know, you, you, know why, you know why he wrote that up, right? Mookie this Betts, is this exact moment? No, because Mookie Betts is going to circle the wagons for a cycle. <laughs> he's going to be circling the bases, apparently, if nothing else. But uh, cycle is the dumbest thing to celebrate in sports. It really is. It's like, like nobody realizes that like three home runs is better than a cycle. It's just, it has a cute name. It's got a good marketing scheme. It's got a great PR firm behind it. All right. Questions. I'm fully tilted. Let's knock them out. All right. I got to scroll up now to see for the questions because I am a little bit behind uh, as far as the, uh, the chat here. Uh, all right. First one I'm seeing from Danny Donahue, Carp or Suarez uh, in DK Cassidy. That is a great question. And that's one I might split. I don't really know. So it's up to you, expert. Yeah, uh, that's actually a really hard one. Um, Jeez. So if I have like a, if you're playing, is this a cash game question you said? Yes. All right. So if you're playing cash, like if you have Peraz and some other reds, like maybe you have Puig in there, I don't hate maybe going Carpenter to get Cardinals exposure. So I guess it depends on your construction. If you force me to pick just one or the other, I'll go with Suarez. Uh, Fangle cash, Goldie and Reynolds, the dude on Pittsburgh. Or Dustell and Frando Reyes. I am not on Frando Reyes. I am on the uh, Tehran side. What, what are your thoughts? He's got plenty of power, but I, I'm rooting for uh, Tehran to uh, do well. Yeah, you know me, Dean. I'm going with Paul Goatschmidt there, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Pittsburgh stack question mark. We've already talked about that. You're in on it. Of course. But like, if you're going to play the Pittsburgh stack, right? Like you just can't run it back with all the chalk. You got to be a little smart with the way you build your Pittsburgh stack. So uh, keep in mind when you're building that stack, I'm not saying you have to play the bottom of the order, but if you're going to play like some really chalky options amongst that stack, whoever you're stacking with it, try and get a little off the board. Uh, you know, look at ownership percentages, look at the slate IQ and see where you can get some leverage on your stack. Look at you, man. Look at, look at, look at the synergy here. You're messing all, you're mentioning all the things here at RG. You're checking all the boxes. Well done there. You totally redeemed yourself, Mango. Um, all right. Best pitcher for tournaments uh, on one pitcher sites. I think you're talking about FanDuel. Yeah. You know, I would probably just play Bauer and call it a day. Uh, I just don't care. I think he's going to be the best pitcher of the night. So uh, I'm actually, I'm probably playing two tournament teams today because I got those tickets, Dean. I know how you like those. Uh, yeah, so uh, I have Bauer on one, and then I think I have Granky on the other, but I might change it over to Cole because of the weather, and I think the ownership will be down. So if we think the weather has caused 
Cole's ownership to go down, I'll lean with Cole as a nice tournament option, but I still don't care. I think Bauer's the best of the day. I like the Cole call. You mentioned Granky. He's 10-3 on Vandal, which is just egregious. Yeah, it's a little high, but again, like, dude, if you're going to play, like, chalk, like, it's an interesting pivot to make there, but again, it is. There, I think it's in play because of the strikeout upside the Yankees can have. But the more and more that we're talking about this throughout the show, I think going to Cole as more of a tournament pitcher is a lot more viable because people are just going to write him off. The other Cole's kind of interesting too. Cole Hamels, don't mind him there on the West Coast. Uh, jumping to the AL is kind of a frowned upon, obviously. But uh, I, I did mention I like Tehran. I like Tehran against all those righties for San Diego. Uh, don't mind Velasquez, but it's going to be a tight squeeze as far as him getting that QS on handle, that quality start because – uh, he just is not efficient, but that lineup lines up beautifully for him. Uh, he, and he can go five and change, get the W and strike out eight or nine against that terrible Detroit lineup. So that, that's kind of where I'm at as far as my favorite pitchers in the middle. Uh, I mean, I, I love Airbon Marquez, which is for me, not today. Walker Bueller, really, really good pitcher, great ballpark, but you know, he's just kind of stuck in the middle for me. I'm not going to discourage it. They're asking about Gri- Griffin Canning is kind of sort of somewhat interesting. I don't know if he pitches beyond five. Uh, I think he hits max as far as pitches like ever at 90. Uh, I want to say his last time out again, he's been cruising here in the PCL uh, traditional hitters league. Uh, and he's like, you know, again, this guy's a legit prospect. Third prospect in the entire organization, really Joe Adele is their number one guy. He's one of the top prospects in all of baseball. They have somebody else in the middle, don't recall. And then there's uh, Canning, who's essentially widely perceived to be like a top 40, top 50 prospect in all of baseball. Um, all right, let's knock uh, some more questions out here in the chat. Uh, Greg Garcia against Tehran. He is a lefty, but he's terrible, and he doesn't have a lot of pop. Like, I mean, if it makes everything else work, I guess maybe, but like, he's not somebody with upside. You have a thought on Garcia? Yeah, I actually have him on uh, my, my FanDuel team right now because he just makes things work, right? Uh, yeah. if, if he makes things work over on Fantasy Draft, sure. The thing that is tough about him if you're playing on Fantasy Draft is, you know, you can play infielders. You don't have to play these crummy players sometimes. So uh, on sites where you have to play a guy like Garcia, I think it's fine if it gets you an extra big bat, and it should. So, yeah, I don't mind it. And, again, when you want to attack Tehran, who do you want to attack it with, Dean? You want to attack him with lefties, so it's fine. Eric Hosmer? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's He's okay. okay. But, like, yeah, I feel great about it. And that's, again, that's the reason why, uh, that's the reason why I'm on Tehran today. It's, uh, it, this is about as good of a spot as he gonna, he's going to have. But we're looking at one, two, three lefties, Mejia, uh, Garcia, and Hosmer. Otherwise, who is Tyler France? That's a person? I don't know who Tyler France is. I've been exposed as a fraud. I have to fire him up and see who that person is. Tyler France is batting fifth today for the Fathers. All right. Good for him. Um, this might be his first ever at bat, or he's just going to slip through the cracks for me. I have no clue who that is. Um, all right. Let's, let's pick up the pace here. we got four minutes. It's a bunch of questions here in the chat. Kasali versus Vargas. I'm okay with that. Like, I mean, obviously, Cervelli is the chalk, but uh, Casali? Yeah, I don't mind that. I think he's a guy you can plug in there and call it a day. He's batting fifth. He's cheap, and Vargas is terrible. So I like Casali as an interesting tournament option. Will anyone do better than Bauer today? Like, I'll take the field against Bauer, but I think Bauer's the top pitcher, if that makes sense. Hmm, you'll take the field against Bauer. I'm, what, what are the odds here? I, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this. Well, even like that's, I mean, if you give me an option, who's going to have a higher score, the, the, the top guy in the field or Bauer, I'll take the field. I just can't tell you who it's going to be. Yeah, that's, but I like Bauer. I think, I mean, yeah. So I still think I would lean Bauer, but uh, yeah, that's a, That's an interesting conversation. So you've dodged now two bets in the show. Congratulations. You're, you're not going to wager on that one either. I assume. Nah, I'm, I'm waiting to collect your uh, Celtics Bucks money, and then I'll, I'll take it somewhere <laughs> else, man. Uh, you like the Cincinnati stack? 
Yeah, I, I didn't mention them. I do like the Cincinnati stack. I think it's uh, I think it's a pretty good option today. So uh, I, I didn't mention them before, but I definitely will do it. You know, I've talked about how bad Vargas is and how I want to attack him when he's on the map. If you're stacking the uh, Boston, I think you're. I mean, it's pretty clear that. I mean, you know, who, who would you, how would you stack Boston? Um, I mean, well, you're probably gonna have to play like Vincent Velasquez and Julio Tejeron if you do it. And if you're stacking Boston, I mean, I, I want those power righties, right? Like I think Mitch Moreland, he's in a pretty good spot and he's got a decent price. And I don't love first base today. There's a couple guys that I think are really good plays. So I would probably definitely look to get Moreland in there. Um, I would probably get all three of the outfielders because no one likes to play all three outfielders from one team. So uh, I play Ben Nintendi, Betts Martinez. I'd go Moreland, who's batting seventh, and then I'll even throw Devers in there. Because, uh, you know, I'm a fan of Devers. You got Baez or DeYoung for shortstop? Oh, man. That's – dude, that's tough. If, if points are, you know, not – or not points. Salary is not a thing, I'd probably go with Baez. But, uh, yeah, I like both. But Baez, raw points-wise, is the number one. He's going to get lost on this slate, by the way. Like, people are just going to yeah. punch shortstop. And, uh, I, and there's plenty of pop on that Baez bat. Rizzo as well, too. Maybe the Cubbies are kind of sneaky out there. They are. They're, they're a very sneaky stack today. Like, please don't overlook them. Uh, I definitely wish I had exposure to them. I, I don't think I can. I just think they're too good. You can price. change this if you want. <laughs> no, I, I'm trying, man. It just isn't working. I, I, and again, like, that's why the, that's basically how the slate is structured, right, Dean? Like, we're spending on all these pitchers, and we can't get in these bigger bats. And, like, spending on Javi Baez just sounds ridiculous. Uh, so I, I, no one's going to do it. Cubs are going to be very low on today. And if they go off for 10 or more runs, uh, you're going to be in business. Uh, as a one-off, do you like Keely or Vladdy Guerrero Jr. I mean, they're both kind of sort of fine, but I'm not seeking him out. Yeah, I, I don't like either really. But um, if you force me to pick, it's I guess it's Healy. Uh, let's see a couple more questions before you step aside and get out of here, or we get the clock. Adam Jones versus Sabathia. Um, I have not even considered that. What do you think I of Adam Jones? Yeah, I haven't either. I think some of like the righty bats against CC are interesting uh, with the Diamondbacks, but uh, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan. I'd rather just look elsewhere. I'm going to guess there's like a big BBP sample here. There's, there's a reason why they're asking this question because they used to face each other all the time when uh, Jones was on Baltimore. Let's see. I'm curious. I bet you it's a big sample size and something pops here. Uh, could be wrong. And I'm stalling and I'm scrolling <laughs> to find this. Where are you, Sabathia? Oh, I was thinking they're in Baltimore, but they're in Arizona. That's why. All right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, 97 plate appearances. 90. This might be the biggest sample we have in baseball now that the intro is fired. 90 at-bats, 26 hits, four doubles, one triple. Uh, he had a cycle throughout his career against Ethan Sabathia. Congratulations on that because he has five dogs. But uh, nothing particularly whatever. And, of course, these players change. It's, it's whatever. It's fine. But, you know, we don't need – it's okay. Like, I'm not going to discourage it. Yeah, not, not something I'm seeking out. There you go. Mangone, give the people some words of wisdom before you hit the beach. But we never got to see the guns out. That was very disappointing. I took the over because I knew that would happen. Uh, so I'm collecting at the window on that one. Uh, tell, get, tell the people, uh, you know, give them one smart thing, one sharp thing for the slate before you step aside and get out of here and make some way for crunch time. Again, if you guys are going to watch crunch time, you guys are premium members. Make sure you get in the crunch time uh, chat because a lot of times people ask questions in the regular chat and crunch time doesn't an answer and they're confused. That's because they can't see it. There's a special crunch time chat. 
give me, I gave you a second or so to think of something smart and sharp. So go ahead. Yeah, something smart and sharp is uh, if you're going to do a stack, just play all the outfielders on the team because that makes you different right there, Dean. People don't like playing all the outfielders. I know I just said that before, but I like doing that a ton. It's a tournament strategy I've used, and it's worked out well. And if I would have done that the other day, I would have kept Max Kepler in, and I would have been in business, and I know you're mad and tilted at me for it. And the reason, Dean, the shirt did not come off is we're going to save that for the NBA premium chat where I'll, I'll stop by and hang out with the people around 7 o'clock, and we'll talk some NBA. How's that sound? Well, there's no video in the NBA preview chat to my knowledge, so uh, whatever. I can, post, I can post pictures, Dean, so we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. Don't, don't, don't. Well, there you go. You heard it here first. If you, if, you weren't on, if you were on the fence as far as premium, there you go. So, uh, Hayes Mangone, thanks, Mangone. It was fun. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the beach. People out there, thank you for watching. Enjoy your baseball tonight. Stay tuned for premium. Uh, that will be – I forgot the name of the show off the top of my head for whatever reason. What is it called? The Kids Called Crunch Time. I'm Dean. Thanks for watching. We're out of here. Holler. Thank you.